towels and there's also therapy too. Okay, well, let's go ahead and get started. Um, I do have, if you're ready, are you cool? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Um, the I do have a little bit of an Andy Forrest recap um, because Yay. we talked about it a little bit and I said I was going to put it in the episode, but I actually just didn't have time when I was editing it. So putting in the recap because hello. Um, <laughs> first thing is that he talked about the World's Fair in Knoxville and he said that it was in like 80 or 84 or something, um, but it was in 1982. So he was in the ballpark. Very close. Very yeah. within it. Uh, and then the, um, okay, so we talked about the line that he had in Florida. And we were like, did he speak in that? Did he like actually talk in that? Um, And yes, he did. He did have a brief little line. And so I'm going to play for you what I recorded him, uh, him saying really stupid, but I just or or tea dazzle, should I say not fluoride because tea tea dazzle dazzle is cuter. Such Uh, a good episode. (laughs) So good. Um, But yeah, here is that. Well, I don't know, Councilman. That was a little dry. What do you say we have some fun, huh? Check this. Plain water? Yuck. I'm bored. Then try this. What? What just happened? That water contains teeth dazzler, which makes your teeth stronger and starts a party in your mouth. <laughs> So I think also he overdubs. So he says that line of like uh, fluoride, boring kind of thing, or I'm bored or whatever. I think he overdubs when the hot guy comes in, like the really chiseled guy and says Mm -hmm. like, what just happened? Because it sounds like his voice. It doesn't sound like the voice changed. So I think he did it. So interesting. Yeah, uh, that is so funny. I love that like lime green situation as well. Um, Her little lime green like pantsuit that she wears in that episode. Um, it's loud. What's that? Oh yeah, it's so loud. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, okay. And then the last like little recap moment that I have is from a million years ago when we did the setup. Um, we were wondering uh, what the difference was between MRIs and CT scans are. So I looked it up, um, and I should have known this. But so MRIs, just a friendly reminder, which you all know, uh, is, is is what Chris or Will Arnett's character um, loved slash did as a job. Um, but MRIs uses radio waves. It actually stands for magnetic radio imaging and CT scans use x-rays so technically like you guys said you can be in the little machine with your clothes on and everything Mm -hmm. as long as you know the person that's doing it is protected like with whatever they're wearing and like you know they're not the ones being uh magnetic if that makes sense and that's why they wear the those heavy x-ray like suit armor shield things right um when they give you like a um when I got the the bad concussion, they gave me like a whole speech of like, we could do a CT scan to make sure there's no like bleeding or anything, mm-hmm. like something worse going on in there. But the radiation is really unhealthy mm-hmm. and we don't think it's a big enough risk for you to do it. Got it. Okay. So I, but I don't think there's that risk with MRIs. Okay. Like that, that kind of risk. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, totally. That makes sense. Um. So, yeah, they use waves and magnets, basically, for MRIs. And that's to get the image of inside your body um, where it's like, you know, you can use like a constant magnetic field and radio frequencies bounce off of your fat and water molecules, apparently. And that's why I know, isn't it wild? So fancy. Science. Um, But they're like transmitted to that receiver in the machine, which is where Will Arnett was sitting, like talking to you kind of thing. Um, 
And that's like translated into the image of the body that can be used to diagnose the issues. And that's also why, since it's using your fat and your um, water molecules in your body, why you can get more of an image of like the heat and all that shit in there, as opposed to an x-ray where it's just like your bones. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think the MRI can see muscles too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. So, yeah, I think it's just a little bit more of a uh, extensive overview, you know, instead of just yeah. an X-ray. So anyways, that's the difference between an MRI and a CT scan. Uh, you're welcome, everyone. You're welcome. Thank you, scientists, as well. <laughs> um, but let me go ahead. Oh, OK. We have our lovely guest um, in our uh, Zoom meeting. So let me admit Brooklyn. OK, I'm going to take this moment to take my hat off because I think it might be yeah. dealing with the the headphones. OK. Hello. Okay, let me turn off my microphone. Hi, Brooklyn. I do not want that. Are you okay? Okay, it says that it's recording. Okay, I see it's picking up now. Yeah, let me get one more book. Okay. And I'll be right back. Okay, well, we started with our recap. So I'm done with the recap now, um, which is kind of great. You came in at the perfect time um, because now we are on Leslie's House Season 2, Episode 14. You guys, I Googled so effing much in this episode. There was so many references and things that I needed to understand, uh, mostly because Justin just spouts off random ass information, but mm-hmm. also because... Yes. There was just a lot going on, I feel, even without Justin. But um, it's it's very busy and there's not two storylines. This is one of the episodes that we have where there's not like a a mm -hmm. B side or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The whole story is based in Leslie's house and the whole not the story necessarily, which is true, but the whole cast rather. Because so you Mm -hmm. can't have a B side unless you were to do a B story um, for uh, Retta and Jerry. Uh, Donna and Jerry, but which Retta anyway. wasn't in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Jerry you, only and had she like one line. She wasn't in the setup either. Oh, so yeah. crazy! You're right. Yeah. I wonder if she booked something. Could be, could be. But, we should go back and look at our MDB for this time. Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. Um, but yay. Okay, so Leslie's House, getting started. This was written by Alex, or directed by Alex Hardcastle, rather. And Alex is actually the one that they said um, Gillian Vigman's reporter character was based off of uh, in Christmas Scandal. She was the one that was like, people are saying that you have a scandal going on. And Leslie's like, uh, who's saying that? She's like, People. <laughs> and that character name was Alexa Softcastle to pay homage to Alex Hardcastle, which was really interesting and fun. Um, but he also directed Practice Dates. So we've talked about him before. We've seen his work before. Um, and he's directed a bunch. He just wrapped um, Grace and Frankie. He's done a bunch of stuff with him. New Girl, The Mindy Project. He actually directed Christening in The Office. And he is also um, super involved with that show, You're the Worst, which I actually haven't watched, but I've seen a few trailers. So yeah, it doesn't matter. But yeah. And he's also a producer um, slash, I think, crew director as well of like a lot of live TV projects like TV specials and documentaries a lot of award shows which makes sense um, because I feel like um, same situation with uh, Troy Miller who um, apparently is um, Sean's guy because (laughs) every time we have Sean on Troy has directed it Uh, (laughs) and Troy has done a bunch of like comedy specials and live TV shows and things like that which makes sense again um, on the back end because you know that's live and it's like a documentary almost styles of directing which is kind of what what um 
this show is all about. But um, super mm. exciting news. He emailed me back and he is going to be on the show. So I am so excited and so grateful. And my persistence has paid off because I definitely did not message him first. I messaged his agents and his managers and they forwarded it. And they were super nice, too. I have to say shout out to his uh, his team because they I guess they just kind of well, I mean, you learn what your clients want or would want to do kind of thing. But they were like, yeah, he'd love to. And then he they forwarded it. Um, oh but gosh, they so said cool. that before he said yes. So mm. I was like, oh, my God, that's so nice. And then, um, you know, his team, you know, got me in contact with him and he was super sweet. And he was like, yeah, just tell me, like, how do we do this? And so I'm super excited because you guys know that having a director on has been on the top of my like wish list vision board for this podcast. So I'm super stoked Yay. and I'm like really nervous because I have so, so, so many questions, especially about stylistically uh, how they do everything with a single cam and mockumentary style. So I'm very excited. And if any of like any guys have questions like from the audience, audience or whatever that you would like me to ask specifically first of all I'll probably ask them too because you know I'm going to see but number two <laughs> is that like I'd be happy to take uh input from the group so yay awesome yeah it's gonna be so much fun I'm so excited about it me too um there's this other thing that I um found that he's been doing that I've never heard of in my life but it's called young doctor's notebook and apparently John Hamm's in it, and Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, yes. I did. Did he direct this? that or wrote it? Or I, He was either a director or a producer okay. or something. Yeah, I think I actually have watched an episode. I can't remember what streaming service it was on or what it might be on now. It might be on Netflix or it might have been on Netflix. But yeah, it's kind of like this old-timey like um, show. And yeah, they played such different characters than what they usually play. It's not a comedy. Hmm. Uh, and basically, he. I think John Hamm is the older doctor and Daniel Radcliffe is obviously the younger doctor and like mm-hmm. they're either playing each other or something they're both doctors and um it's like there's a notebook that obviously hello it's called <laughs> doctor's <laughs> notebook but tell um, us more Holly yeah it's kind of I don't think it's dark but it's definitely like different and Daniel Radcliffe mm-hmm. has been very known especially after Harry Potter to do things way outside the box or way outside of what you would think that he would do because mm-hmm. he wanted to kind of like get away from the Harry Potter like typecasting thing um but yeah I didn't know he was involved with that he is British Alex Hardcastle is brittle British so brittle brittle <laughs> he's a brittle Britain British man <laughs> so yeah I love it that's awesome yeah, and then this was written by Dan Gore, which I think is really amazing as well because we keep doing this accidentally. But Brooklyn, mm-hmm. um, Dan Gore actually wrote Hunting Trip, which you were also on. So, see, we have a pattern. <laughs> I know it's wonderful. I feel like it's just going to happen randomly. Like I don't even plan it. It's so crazy. <laughs> I know because well, none of none of Sean's were planned either. Nope. He took over the last one because his sister couldn't do it. Right, right exactly. And so that was an accident. Yeah. yeah. It's cool, though. I like it. I love it. I think it's wonderful. Um, but yeah, so we've seen Dan's work before. He's written 10 episodes of Parks, including The Hunting Trip, which we talked about. Um, but he also wrote Harvest Festival, The Trial of Leslie Nope, which are huge, huge oh episodes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Those are big episodes. Totally. Um, but his most recent slash biggest thing is that he just wrapped Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, he actually created that with uh, Mike Schur. So that's in the Sherverse too, if no one knew that already, which you probably did. But uh, yeah, it's really sad because that came to a 
close. Um, but he's also, again, done a bunch of late night uh, slash live writing kind of award shows stuff. Um, and well, when I say award shows, which I'm sure he's done, but I more so mean like late night type of stuff. Like he's written for Conan, The Daily Show, Last Call with Carson Daly, like huge comedy writer. Um and he doesn't have an Instagram or like any way that I could find uh, to get in touch with him. He has like on his the way that I usually get in touch, like um, as if there's an Asian or somebody's contact email. Um, but I couldn't find one. All I could find was the info email, like info at CAA artists. Mm. Mm. I don't think he's with CAA, but that was just a, an example. Um so I, of course, I emailed them, but who knows if that gets forwarded. So somebody yeah. find him, please. And maybe I can talk to Alex and help me and they, he can help me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> did did we talk about this in Hunting Trip too? that his name, doesn't it end on like one of those picture frames that comes in at the end of an episode? Like the, like one of the colored pages? Oh, maybe. Um, He does have a production company. Um, okay. So it's maybe called it's like doctor. Dr. Gore. I'm a doctor. I think thinks that's what it says, right? Shh, I'm a doctor. Yeah, you're that's probably right because Dr. Gore is okay. his production company. Him and Mike Schur okay. both have each their own individual production companies and they um, produce Brooklyn Nine-Nine and then Mike Schur's does Parks. So yeah, uh, that's that would make sense. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes my brain feel better. I connected <laughs> something. I know. I did try to find uh, a contact information for his production company as well, but I did not see one. So it's okay, you guys. It'll happen when it happens. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we've got a wonderful dream team uh, for our writing and directing crew. But um, but yeah, so I have summary written in my notes. Yay. I'm ready. Here we go. Uh, in an attempt to impress her new beau, Justin, Leslie throws a dinner party with the parks department and a few extra guests. Leslie gets herself in a jam when she tries to involve, uh, t- tries to liven up the party with entertainment through the rec center teachers that are fighting to keep their classes open. April and Andy continue to get closer. Yay! I love these rec center teachers so much. Oh my gosh, we do. Well, and I, I have a lot of thoughts and feelings once we get to the party because. I see why she calls this meeting at the end of the episode, but I'm also like, she did a really good job prefacing everything. Yeah. Like wanting to pay for it and, you know. Right, right, right. So, yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, and I mean, the meeting, as we learn, is not about any sort of moral thing at all. So (laughs) No, it's really not. So there's really no reason for it (laughs) anyways, but... Yeah, but uh, yeah. So this cold open is Leslie leading a conversation with teachers at the William Percy Recreation Center. She's thanking the teachers, saying their classes shine like a jewel in Pawnee's beautiful crown. But unfortunately, five of those crowns will have to be removed, or jewels will have to be removed from the crown because the city can't afford to pay. I like her like delivery of when he when um, what's her name is like. So you're cutting our classes, and she's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is a lot of teachers. Did mm-hmm. you notice that? There's at least like 50 people in there. It's a lot. Yeah. The whole yeah. bleachers are filled. Um, yeah. And they're only getting rid of five people, which I know that's still five people's yeah. things. But like, is this their full time job? I thought with the rec center, it'd be more of a volunteer type situation. I think it's probably like a part time situation. 
is what I yeah. would assume. Because I was going to say, Brooklyn, you and I did um, basketball through Parks and Rec. Um, I remembered that. But other yeah. than that, I don't really remember classes, which led me to look up uh, Nashville classes, which I'm going to nice. link in the show notes because, holy shit, there's so many. And there's like theater and dance and art and cooking and all this shit. And it's not necessarily free, but it's definitely cheaper than what you would pay at like an after school program or something. And it's like really cool. I'm super into it. So <laughs> I know. So- also, if people are paying for these classes, doesn't that help the budget? Yeah, but I think they're really cheap is the thing. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, maybe okay. they didn't want to raise the price or something. Yeah. And I, I feel like there's yeah, probably certain rec. Like I was thinking about this, too. I feel like there's probably certain rec classes that might be even free since it's through the government. Um, mm-hmm. And so the government might be fronting some of this bill. I don't know. Like, That's did true. we have to pay, Brooklyn, did we, we have to pay for basketball and, like, all the sports stuff, right? But it wasn't yeah, much. I think we had, yeah, I think we had to pay a little bit. And then um, I think even, like, the parents, like, volunteered yeah. to do it. So to, like, super, coach. like, bare minimum. Yeah, and then I think our, like, funding went into, like, renting out the gym and getting us T-shirts or something. Yeah, the, I remember the T-shirts, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> The Warrington Optimist Club for those who want to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Did you ever do any parks things, Maddie? Do you remember? Like as a kid? Before you went to China, um, I don't know if it was a parks and rec thing. I, most of my memories come from like sports at school and stuff. There was a youth orchestra that was like county based, I think, mm. that I was part of. Um, and then there was like a like T ball yeah. that was Parks and Rec, I think, but it was through something called the Christian Center. Oh. And I don't know if that might have been like a Parks and Rec, but like a specifically or maybe religious like a one. YMCA situation or something. Yeah, something know. like that. Yeah, yeah. So, well, it's and, super uh, and cool. soccer. Yeah, and of course they name all the teams after like real life teams, and you're like, I'm a Chicago Cub today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so, a really cool opportunity I feel for kids to get involved in the community, but also just like you know to have something to do on the side that isn't as expensive as maybe some other things might be. So I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think a lot of schools now are starting to because when I played. Um, sports in school like in high school and stuff we paid for travel Mm. but i don't remember having to pay for anything else like you didn't keep your jerseys or anything but like you didn't have to pay to play on the team just if you wanted to travel right but now like when i was teaching and coaching and then also a lot of my kids they have to pay to be part of the sports teams now that sucks so i think a lot of families are relying more and more on the parks and rec stuff that's cheaper right yeah, you know. which would make sense. But and that's another thing, too, which is good, uh, a good opportunity for kids to get involved in sports that couldn't um, maybe make the teams in like middle school or high school, a.k.a. me. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, because <laughs> you don't have to try out for those Parks and Rec teams. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know. I know. Which but is a good it's embarrassing. so sad because, you know, I mean, I think it happens in multiple episodes of Parks and Rec. I mean, from state and local government perspective, Parks and Rec budget, that's the first thing to go, you know? Yeah especially if it's funded by the public. So absolutely. You know, you have lots of people depending on it, you know, but also advertising is a big thing, Mm -hmm. which I think, you know, in the harvest festival episode, they kind of show like their big, like catalog and stuff like that. It's like a big reveal. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I know it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's an awesome service. I um, have looked up like, um, like 
college courses, community college courses, um, because they have also have pretty good prices too on like, you know, like cooking classes and budget classes and things like that. But I actually haven't looked at St. Louis City's Parks and Rec um, programs. I should find them for each of uh, our towns. I mean, I found one for Nashville, obviously, but yeah. And it's interesting because I remember you said what? I was just going to say, I'll find one for Phoenix. I would do Prescott, but like, I don't think, I think we would have more wide range visitor, like vi- visitors, listeners, mm. like from a bigger city. Yeah. So I'll send you one for Phoenix. That's fair. Um, yeah, I, I did a show actually at one of the theaters that the Metro government here uses for their theater classes. And it's this little black box theater near the Parthenon. And I remember seeing like Metro uh, signs at the in the building, but I never like looked further into it. So uh, yeah, they have like these really cool... Um, like vocal classes but they're also like there's okay there's this is so dumb but um that i'm talking about this in detail but i don't care there's an elf and fairy workshop for the kids oh my god (laughs) and it's like there's some voice intensives but i also emailed it to myself slash looked it up because i could totally volunteer there i was thinking about it so yeah. I think that would be super fun. I know. But um, I want to like anyways. babysit some kids so I can take them to that. <laughs> yeah. And I think like there's a four week program. One of the vocal slash theater things. It's like four weeks and it's $150. And it's like everything's included in that 150 So I don't know where exactly that funding goes. But regardless, I just think that it's really cool because if the schools don't have music and arts the and you know the government would probably be the first place where people might look for it or like the you know the the city or the community or whatever i don't know so yeah anyways i know but- i thought it was really crazy that um it was only a $1000 budget cut that's and what i said normally you know budget cuts are like you know much steeper and there's so much more pressure and it's like you know just really stressful because Everyone feels like they're contributing. Um, but I was like, okay, $1,000. That's, I mean, you could raise that in a fundraiser, <laughs> you know? I know. That's what I was, I was like, $1,000. That seems very low. I, <laughs> I literally have that written, Brooklyn. Like, why couldn't they have raised the money? I know. So strange. I know. They're but, probably just like, well, we probably, we only have a budget of $5,000 and 4000 yeah. of that goes to, public sewage and water treatment <laughs> so parks and rec get rid of that Goodbye. extra thousand so we can pay our city council I who know. are also working part-time i mean they have a full-time job in addition mm-hmm. to be being a city councilor so they're I like know. yeah probably trash pickup and you know water treatment is more important than whatever class yeah and i wonder maybe for pawnee like a thousand dollars is a lot i don't know yeah but i mean like all that public funding goes into like you know things like your libraries and you know the people fixing um you know the potholes in your streets things like that mm-hmm. the dmv people i mean yeah i mean it's a so lot. much happens at the state and local level or city level it's so crazy oh my god yeah. but i love the parks programs like Me who, too. Doesn't, who doesn't love a good park program or a I think beautiful so park cool. to walk through? <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, speaking of parks, um, I mean, well, speaking of parks, I was just thinking, oh, my God, that's stupid. Not speaking of Parks and Recreation, the TV show, because we're already doing that. But speaking of like walking through a park, this William Percy Recreation Center is located at Beeman Park in Los Angeles. It's actually in Studio City, if anyone is over in that area and wants to drive by or walk by, because it is an actual park with this actual building. 
Okay. Um, I'll have to post this picture because it's actually so perfect. There's a picture of the building that they're in uh, at Beeman Park, and there's this blank brick wall, which would be perfect to add in William Percy Recreation Center in post. Uh, so <laughs> it's it's so choice. So I'll have to post that picture. But yes, this it, Beeman Park, if anyone's interested or if you've been there before and you know, are walking through it, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's really know? cool. Yeah, I also, I know it's kind of sad, but I liked when she was talking about like the student evals and that poor man was like, <laughs> I, I offer a grief counseling service. And she was like, well, yeah, I hope your student evals are good or I hope your class attendance is high. And he was exactly. like, <laughs> no, I mean, not. <laughs> oh, man. What were you going to yeah. say, Maddie? I was going to ask you if you knew if they filmed inside there or if they just used the outside of the building. I don't know. They really could have done either. Um, That wasn't listed anywhere. Um, It doesn't seem like that recreation center has that gym in there or that they showed much of it. But maybe they did. Who's to say? I mean, it is in Studio City, which is near where um, Universal lots were. So it could very well be that. Maybe uh, that'll be a question that we ask for Alex. Yes. <laughs> oh, good. Yes. Oh, my God. We're going to have so many questions for him about this specific episode. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Which I is love great. It. But um, before we get to that grief counseling dude, there is the first appearance of Tanya, who she's the one that was like, um, so wait, you're cutting five hour classes and she's in that pink shirt. And uh, in later episodes, she works at Sue's Salads. Oh, and yeah. I always thought mm-hmm. she was Sue. I, don't I know thought so, too. <laughs> thought, but I also remember very clearly... Um, I can't remember. Oh, Leslie is saying like I frequent all of these sh- like small businesses. It's when her small business seminar thing or whatever is um, a convention thing. And uh, she's like, I've never seen you at Sue's Salads. And she's like, that's because I don't hate myself, Tanya. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So her name has always been Tanya, which I don't know that they thought they were going to call her back. But at this point, we know that they will if they like you. But um, obviously, Sue's salad is not around yet. But uh, I love that they brought her back and kept her in like the cooking kind of thing, you know, or hemisphere, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's but, so um, crazy. Why would it be called Sue Salas? I don't know. That's another question. She <laughs> must just, yeah, she who must just Sue? work for, yeah, who's Sue, man? She <laughs> must just work there. Maybe she's the manager or something. Maybe her mom's name is Sue. That's what I'll say. Maybe, yeah. I like <laughs> yeah. that. That's a sweet thought. <laughs> yeah. But her name is Becky Thire. Um, I think that's how you pronounce her name. Her last name is T H Y R E. Um, but she's been in a co star in a bunch of things, including New Girl, Modern Family, Brooklyn Nine Nine, Arrested Development, Kroll Show, like a bunch of things. Um, comedy shows that are in this circle um, I could not find her Instagram and she didn't have any contact info on her IMDB page which is really sad because I really want to talk to her but maybe by the time we get to uh, you know more Sue salad situations I'll have found her <laughs> <laughs> yeah she seems like she would be really fun to talk to yeah totally <laughs> Um, and then we get to this guy, uh, and Leslie says, like, try to have good reviews so that your students, um, you know, want your classes to come back and everything and try to make sure that your students leave with a smile. (laughs) Hopefully your attendance is good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I did contact this fellow. Um, I can't remember if he messaged me back or not. I don't. Wait, maybe uh, I don't remember, but his name is Gibby Brand, and um, 
he he's the one that asks like you know how classes are cut and he's been in a bunch of stuff as well like Desperate Housewives Curb Your Enthusiasm he was apparently also in Raise Your Voice um, which is that like dumb Hillary Duff movie, movie. <laughs> yeah oh. yeah that was so sad her brother dies uh-huh. and I cried oh I know gosh, I don't remember which that is- Hillary Duff movie yeah what's his ass um oh my god uh oh I forgot his name the one that's in a bunch like um. My Big Fat Greek Wedding and Raising Helen, that guy, uh, and Sex in the City, he plays Aiden. Mm. Not, is it Aiden? No. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, he's like a love interest. Um, he's the te- he's like the cool, hip teacher because uh, it's about like a music school. Um but anyway, he the guy that right, that does the um, you know mortality and whatever the hell class uh, morta- mortality mortality <laughs> God he is in that movie. Um, but anyway, so maybe he, oh yeah, no, I didn't hear back from him because I messaged his agency on Instagram because I couldn't find his contact information anywhere. So anyways, but then we get to this. Is this this the guy that said the whole, I do the grief counseling? Mm -hmm. Okay. Does he, he, you and I both watched Cougar Town. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He reminds me of Courtney Cox's dad in that. Oh, the guy on, um, Scrubs as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dr. Kelso. That's what he reminds me of. Yeah. I don't, I can't see that, but I could see they're definitely around the same age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then we get to this beautiful line of, you know, she loves these part classes too. It's where she learned how to make biscuits and French kissing. <laughs> French kissing was just for my guy, my biscuits class, but either way, lesson learned. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> I want to take a biscuits class. Me too. Honestly, oh, I, I would sign so up for a cooking class like right now because I feel like that would be very rewarding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have a like a Sir Tob or anything there? No. I know. I'm, there has to be cooking classes somewhere. Oh, yeah. I think there's cooking class at like some restaurants and stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe I need to look at my St. Louis City Parks and Rec offering. <laughs> I know. Really, though. <laughs> Oh, my God. That's funny. But I like biscuits. (laughs) I do, too. Well, we'll have to create our own little biscuit class. Biscuits and French kissing, though. I really like that. (laughs) Worth it. (laughs) Worth it. And lesson learned. Well, do you guys have anything else to say before we get to Leslie and Justin having dinner? My next note is during their date. Yes. (laughs) He's freaking out because she's never been to Carnival. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Can I first off the bow on her shirt? <laughs> I, know, I noticed I this can't too. What is with happening? This outfit. Because it's sewn in, right? It's like part of the yeah. fabric. Uh-huh. It's like honey. It reminds me of those t-shirts that guys wear that has the picture of the tuxedo on it. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. There's like a bow tie. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, Leslie, you put more effort in than that. You're better than this shirt. <laughs> I'm saying season one and two, Leslie's outfits are just Wardrobe, a little bit yeah. uh costuming i don't know i don't know what happened mm-hmm. I don't it's like know. they almost tried to build this um this woman who's like in her 30s but she dresses like a 60 year old kind of yeah type vibe yeah, yeah. she just ha- i don't, I don't think she's just like come into her confidence as like a yeah. as who she is like or who mm-hmm. she wants or maybe to she needs more Anne rubbing off on her because Anne yeah, has a good maybe. style <laughs> maybe we're earlier on than that. that's really true that's really true so true yeah <laughs> but, but um, that was my first comment was because i just it starts and you're like oh okay 
<laughs> I know her little sweater. I definitely clocked that as well. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Although I, I might wear it, this- okay, because sometimes I'll be like, "Oh, I really like this thing," and but I'll be like, oh, "Really?" And I'm like, "I am doing it. I'm wearing it." <laughs> uh- <laughs> I'm going to see if I can pull it off. If it doesn't work, then we'll retire. <laughs> I know. I no, but that bow is really giant. <laughs> I probably would not wear that on a first date. Maybe that's what it is. It's just like the size of it. You can see, yeah. you know, it covers her whole chest almost. <laughs> that's true, too. Uh, were you going to say something else, Maddie? No, I was going to, yeah, I was going to say, um, I feel like this is because the next relationship she has is Ben mm-hmm. after Justin. Yeah. And I feel like Dave is so down here, like energy level mm-hmm. wise. And then Justin's like way up here. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's a nice predecessor to Ben, who's just a perfect marriage of like that very middle ground. He They can have really exciting moments mm-hmm. together and they can have really chill moments yeah. together. And I just was like clocking that because I was like. He's a lot, especially in this first scene. It's like, whew, that's a lot of energy for me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 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 Very much so. I know. I have some friends that have been to Carnival, and they said it was awesome, but I haven't been. But um, I did a deep dive, as you could probably guess. (laughs) On Carnival. And I'm glad he's like, we're just going to get on a plane to Brazil, and we'll take you to Carnival. I know. He was like, we have to get tickets in February, Leslie Nope, to go to Rio de Janeiro. And so I looked it up because I had never, I had heard, obviously heard of Carnival, but I didn't really know what it was and I was really interested. And there's so much more history to this than I could ever tell you in a podcast moment. But a lot. I will do my best. So Carnival, like we talked about, or like he said, is a big festival in Rio de Janeiro. Definitely want to go. It goes from February 25th to March 5th. So he is correct. And, um... I wanted him to say, like, we have, I don't know, this was stupid of me, but I was just like, well, if it's in February, then you need to get tickets before then. Because the way he phrased it was like, we need to get tickets in February. (laughs) (laughs) Which is stupid and such a detail that doesn't matter. But anyways, the point of it is that it's held before Lent as a celebration parade, um, which I didn't know. But there's floats and music and it's basically the biggest carnival slash like parade thing in the world with two million people in the streets recorded, which is crazy. I think it coincides with like Mardi Gras, which is also a celebration. That That would make sense because of March. Yeah. yeah, after Lent, yeah, because um, of the it's Catholic- all these Catholic mm-hmm. things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but in Brazil, well, in the states for Mardi Gras, we have beads, and then in Brazil, they have like all those feather costumes and stuff. Right. Right, Mm -hmm. exactly. But all these floats are from what are called Samba schools, which basically is a group of people from like the same region or culture and they're kind of shining light on their culture. So they'll do choreographed dances and wear special costumes to really represent their presentation, which is exactly what you're talking about with like the feathers and their different kind of, um, you know, however they dress themselves essentially. Um, But I looked up that it dates back to the 1650s where first people wanted to honor the Greek wine gods. Okay, and then the Romans honored, but how do you? I don't know how you pronounce his name, but it's Bacchus, I think, which is the god of the grape harvest. Bacchus, yeah, he's also the drunk god. So. Exactly. Yes. So basically, people were trying this. The way this started in the 1650s was people were trying to just celebrate uh, drinking. Yeah, yeah. Honor the gods of drinking, like you do. Yeah. Um, And then there was this festival called Intrudo. I'm gonna say Intrudo. 
in American, I guess, if you want to be like mm-hmm. crazy without an accent. But that was in Portugal. And then that gave birth to kind of the start of what we now have as Carnival in Brazil. And it's at this uh, huge stadium called the Sambo Dromo in Brazil, which is this gigantic, huge, you know, like Super Bowl size stadium situation where all the floats in the schools and the dancers perform. I think that I think that it is like throughout the city, um, you know, just in general, like that through that month. But like they have judges and things throughout this Sambo Dromo. Um, and that's what you have to get the tickets to see um, gotcha. to get into the stadium. Um, and I'm going to post a link to the website in our show notes because obviously they couldn't do it last year because of COVID. But I believe they're going to be doing it this year. Uh, I'm sure that they'll have like COVID protocols and all that good stuff. But judges are kind of throughout the stadium as the little mm-hmm. parade goes around. And then uh, there's a champion of it. I'm not sure what the champion gets, but there is a champion, like a winner at the end of it. So, yeah. Um, but I think but it yeah, so. all throughout Central America too, like not mm. just in Rio. Like you're probably right. Um, some Central American country like Guatemala and things like that, like um, and Honduras and stuff. They also have their sort of like equivalent. Yeah, um, and they also yeah. celebrate Carnival in the same time. I guess maybe the most like big commercial like start was in Rio. And actually, when I was in Portugal, I think it was around that time, and oh. I didn't realize Portugal was um associated with it too but i guess that makes sense but yeah they had like a big yeah, parade speak as Portuguese. well too i mean it was really cold um in lisbon when i was there but it was like yeah. uh there was a parade and then they have this like traditional thing these like guys dress up in these like um green and yellow and red yarn mm. costumes i don't know i can't even describe it to you i have to send it to you but they were just like they run around and they just like <laughs> cause mayhem and like jump in the middle of like parades in the middle of groups of people talking. And I think it's supposed to be like before you have to like start Lent or something like that. I don't know. I'll have to, <laughs> have to look that yeah, up. But yeah, you yeah. Said it, it reminded me of that. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I'll have well, to look crazy. that up. That's, you said that was in Portugal or you've just heard of that happening during Carnival? Um, yeah, that was in Portugal. And I think it was during part of Carnival, actually. So it was that time okay. of year. Yeah. Also, I think it's hilarious that Justin is like, oh, my God, you've never been to right, Carnival yeah, like, as yeah. if it's something that everyone does. <laughs> now, the thing I know, that, like, it's so accessible to everyone. Right. Right. Now, exactly. I will say, I know that we've talked about how Justin can kind of be a little bit annoying with, like, all the shit that he has done and mm-hmm. whatever. But I just a little pretentious. Yeah. But the thing that I will say that I kind of appreciate is that he never seems like he is judging or, like, he never seems like he's mad at you for not having experienced something or... Or thinking that you're lesser than because you haven't gone. He's like, oh my God, but we have to go. I'm so excited and I want to show this to yeah. you kind of thing. You know what I yeah, mean? No. Which makes me 100%. like it a lot more. Um, but especially with like these interesting dates too. I was like, I'm not mad about this. Like cocktails in the aquarium. I love that. Yeah, I know. Cool that's little, so uh, cute. Restaurant with the cool decorations and music. Um, also, I really love that line that Leslie has of like the fish reminding her of her mom because the fish <laughs> oh is God, being withholding. That. It's just very withholding. <laughs> which like, how do you tell that a fish is being withholding? <laughs> oh my gosh. I love oh that part God. too. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Um, so then the chef comes over and says that Justin saved his family and that they can stay in this country because of him. And Justin is being all modest. And the chef is like, the work was pro bono and all that good stuff. 
Um, and this chef's name is David Dion. I think that's how you pronounce his name, but he is actually Iranian. Uh, and he's been in a bunch of things. The Blacklist, SWAT, Madam Secretary, SEAL Team. Looks like a lot of military type situations wow. uh, or shows that he's been in. But I did email him and he said that he was interested in sending me um, some stuff, uh, some like voice memos. But he I don't think he had the time. He said he's been super busy. But he I did ask him like because they talked about the camel stomach. Yeah. And I was like, Ugh. is that like real what even like do you know what kind of restaurant this is like supposed to be like you know have have you ever had camel stomach i don't know (laughs) but um he emailed me back and he said because i always ask people also how their audition went if they remember it and he said it was a long time ago and i have no recollection of the audition to be frank which truthfully not many people do i'm always very yeah I'm, especially for these a little bit of smaller roles where they probably only have like one line to read in the audition. Um, I'm always very impressed with people when they like know right off the top of their head. Um, but anyway, he said, I don't really think there is such a dish as camel stomach. I never Googled it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's like Which, a Persian specialty or something. I know. I didn't Could Google be. it either. Let's do it right now. Camel stomach. There's a, a Mexican dish that's cam- cow stomach. Yeah. Like the, the lining of the cow stomach. Okay, I'm Googling camel stomach and like it doesn't look like that's a thing. Uh, There's a whole... Ew! Oh my God, I cannot. No, did you see pictures? Oh, no. Uh, well, there <laughs> is this thing uh, that says Dubai food. I'm not going to press play, but it says... Whole stuffed camel is a dish consisting of a medium-sized camel and gastrated with a sheep or a lamb. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, it doesn't surprise me. They have a lot of camels there. They do like camel racing there. I don't know. They do a lot of... Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Camels are like wow. cows there. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 They even make well, cheese from camel milk, I think. Yeah, I've heard that. I mean, I saw it on Amazing Race once, so... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's so true. <laughs> I've seen a lot of these things on Amazing Race. Okay, I've also seen Carnival, Look. and they had to do a challenge or something there. No. <laughs> amazing to, like, Race is amazing. Learn a dance I love that or so something. <laughs> that's so cool. I love okay, Amazing Race too. <laughs> Uh, well, this guy was super nice, and I'm really happy that he messaged me back, even if he doesn't. Because I've been all these people that didn't get back to me by tonight, because I told him we were recording tonight, and I'd love to listen to it tonight. But if they didn't message me, then I said that they could send it to me later, and I'll just play it. Yeah, we'll recap. do a little recap. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. But for now, I think, I don't know that, I can't say that David is going to message me back, but I'm glad that he told me about Camel Stomach and then he emailed me back. He seemed very nice. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it's really funny because I loved his delivery of like when Justin is like, oh, no, 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 I'm just kidding. It's chicken. And he's like, do you want to try the Camel Stomach? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way she says no. No. <laughs> no, I like that too. <laughs> Same though. Oh my gosh. I do have another thing too. Like there was a deleted scene. Also, I have a couple of deleted scenes that I'll be playing for you because they're just too perfect. But um, there is a deleted scene that says it's deep fried. And the chef says that it's a baby camel. They never use the adult camel. Oh my god! Which and it really sounded it really sounded like that was an improvisation, which it might have been like you know like on the fun runs or whatever, because um, it was at the end of the sentence and it just seemed like they were having fun. Yeah. So I kind of um, I wanted to play this uh, like there was just a bunch of deleted scenes, kind of like when Will Arnett was on the setup, um, kind of mm-hmm. just like 
randomly saying stuff. So there are a couple things that we've already heard, but it's just said in different ways. And I just thought it was worth playing. So I'm going to play this yeah. deleted scene. So we're heading right for each other. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, forever I'm going to be known as the guy who killed Yo-Yo Ma with his angler. And I'm like, I'm sorry, officer. Did you say Kuwait? How long have I been asleep? <laughs> no. Okay, I've seen this a million times on television. Here goes nothing. I jam the pen into the guy's throat, and he starts breathing. Oh, my God. Did the pen still work? You've got to try this. <laughs> Did the pen still work? <laughs> I know. Did the pen still work? <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> Did the pen still work? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah so that's where i was like i'm kind of glad they cut some of that stuff because i feel like that i'm like okay justin you have too many stories to tell <laughs> but like the pen still working is really funny. i almost wish they yeah, like good. it almost seems like they came up with like some like an app or something that was like okay name a random famous person a random place and like a random thing and then like combine them all <laughs> like, right it's like half the stories like that even april and andy are saying later on you're just like where did you come up with <laughs> right like what stories are you even saying <laughs> yeah but anyways yeah i like that he was talking about like oh my god i'm gonna be the guy that killed yo-yo ma with a hang glass <laughs> yes <laughs> yo-yo ma i have met oh wow when he was on tour and played in china show with him when i was nine Oh, cool. cool. Where was that? In Peoria, Illinois. Really? Oh, my gosh. Weird, right? Was that you were like in an orchestra or something? Yeah, I was in the youth orchestra, and um, they brought us in to play on the symphony stage. It was like this big thing. Like, they were going to let us do one of our, our performances on the in the Peoria Symphony mm-hmm. um, Hall. And it was like Yo-Yo Ma was guest starring with the Peoria Symphony so that weekend. Cool. And so we did a, like a morning time, um, like... What would you call that, Holly? What am I thinking of? Um, you said in the like morning. A workshop oh, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So like he would like he workshops some like bowing and stuff like that. Which like as a violinist, I was like, this is cool, but also I can't really bow the same way you do on the cello. Yeah, <laughs> that's but, true. Um, but then he played one of the pieces with the orchestra during our performance, and I did not speak a single like word to him face to face. I think I was just so like starstruck. Right, this guy's so cool. Yeah, that's really cool. That was that he was in Illinois too. I was like, oh, maybe she met him while she was like living overseas, you know, in this like international school. That would make sense. <laughs> Beige- meeting him in Beijing makes way more sense than in the middle of Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> so cool though. Well, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's super cool. Side story. It's good to Sorry. know he no. wasn't actually injured by a paragliding incident. So. Right, exactly. Yes. Justin's hang gliding moment did not <laughs> mess with him. Um, yeah. But so, okay, so now they're trying to figure out when they're going to see each other next. They're walking to her car. Justin says he's going to be in Pawnee on Tuesday. And then Leslie makes her character, like quintessential Leslie, makes her overachieving, underpromising character choice of saying the date in Pawnee is going to blow Indianapolis out of the water. And she says it without thinking. And then he walks away and she's like, Oh God! What did immediate I regret. Uh, immediate. What do I do? <laughs> yes, you can see it in her face. Yeah. It's all like, oh, oh. <laughs> yes. Crap. 
And then, so then the next scene is where Leslie's talking to Anne and being like, yo, what should I do? I don't know. I just promised him all these things and I don't know what to do. And uh, he, he once said he ate fried cockatoo with the Thai royal family. Oh my God. Brooklyn, can you please tell me if that if there's any truth in that as a resident of Thailand for four years? I mean, <laughs> not that I know. I never saw <laughs> cockatoo. I mean, there, we went into like, the royal families um like palaces and they would have these like really like old fashioned like menus that they used to have yeah. and i do not recall seeing fried cockatoo <laughs> on any of them so well i'm imagining that honestly i'm imagining it sounds like it's a similar thing to this camel stomach situation where they're just coming up with random ass shit that they can put in this episode that yeah. like people will question <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Probably. Or they're not figuring that people like us are going to question it. Right, right. I mean, it does sound <laughs> exotic, so. Mm-hmm. You are right. You are right. And then she does her classic Leslie thing of Anne making a suggestion, or really anyone making a suggestion, and she getting and she's getting all excited and like goes into the super mega detail um, about having a dinner party, starts making orders for Anne to come over at two and help her get ready. <laughs> um, I love this line. I honestly think it might be my favorite line because I feel like I resonate with this. Uh, and Brooklyn, I was going to ask you because I think that you do this too. <laughs> And she says, I know what you meant, but I took your idea and made it better. It's oh. <laughs> I know. It's so <laughs> funny. Well, and I also really love how tank? like two seconds later, she was like, okay, you're my best friend. I'll get out of here. <laughs> like, let me get to play. <laughs> She's like psychotic in some instances. She really is. Yeah. And I love her for it. Yeah, I know. But I'm not, I, I mean, I'm great. not above admitting that like there is some yeah. serious psychosis that goes into this like nutty, overachieving, like, yeah, you're like, frantic intense steps out of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Anne's like, it's, this it's, is not gonna, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's interesting in like a long distance relationship, right? With this guy that she really likes, she's forgoing getting to have like a one-on-one romantic evening mm-hmm. and bringing all these other people in in yeah just to make it like heightened right She's you know when he probably him. really would have just loved time with her yeah oh absolutely but i also feel like this is very leslie too because maybe without mm-hmm. knowing it like not only is she trying to overachieve and everything but she's also kind of sort of turning this into a competition where she's like yeah. who can kind of like beat one person at being or beat the other at being more like inventive and creative yeah. and, cool and whatever and yeah. that, i know that's not the point i think that's very underlying but i do see that as a pattern with her yeah, yeah well 100%. and i think that also it's like kind of that plays into like a little bit of um like the pretentiousness because it i mean i know is he's just like oh yeah well this one time i did this but at the same time you can tell that everybody kind of feels like you have to kind of like have an equivalent yeah. or a better story like so it kind of almost yes. feels like he's like a one-upper and yeah. you're just like can you so maybe and leslie already has a very competitive spirit anyway Absolutely. So she's like i could do better than this which is dangerous. yeah i think you're right about the one-upper thing too which we'll see in mark's talking head which is hilarious but yeah he'll say one thing and you have to say the other thing yeah yeah That's either better or equal yeah you're so right i didn't think about it that way but um <laughs> But yeah, so now Leslie's inviting all these people. Now she's talking to Ron. Um, she's trying to invite him, and he's asking how many courses. <laughs> she's like three, not including dessert. Mm. Mm. I like his little groan. Love it. Now it's five <laughs> courses. <laughs> and he's bringing his own deviled eggs. Yes! So it's technically six courses for Ron. Oh my god! And he doesn't plan to share. He's going to be deviled space. eggs or shrimp. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I'm honestly yeah. surprised that eggs weren't in his list on that whatever episode the um I can't remember what it's called but the convention where Leslie and Ann are um the Talenton Awards where oh, yeah. he says his favorite foods and it's shrimp bacon and cheese is the third one technically um but I think eggs are up there true yeah because didn't he eat like over a dozen eggs one time yes <laughs> yes or when he's at the diner yeah. he's yeah. like he's like I want you to bring me all the eggs and bacon you have right. I fear yeah. you misunderstood me when I said I want you to bring Let all of the yes. eggs <laughs> also, you guys, I have to say, too, I, it's the most like grandma purchase in the whole world. But I got I make deviled eggs a lot when I go to parties and, you know, like yeah. dinner parties and things like that. Uh, and I bought this deviled egg carrier. Yeah. It oh my is gosh! Such a game changer. I love it so Worth much. It. it keeps the eggs so good because I used to just put it in this big ass Tupperware thing, and they mm-hmm. would just fall all over each other. I couldn't put a, like because I would carry them in a bag because obviously I'm bringing more than deviled eggs, as you know me, and so they would always just fall over. And everybody'd be like, "No, it's fine. Like it's all going in our mouth anyways. It doesn't look care how it like looks." But I'm like, "No, I spent a lot of time <laughs> trying to put them in the perfect little shell of the egg." I and know. I because mom has one from like the 70s <laughs> <laughs> yeah from when but Tupperware like, parties were a thing so cute it's so yeah. cute it has like oh. it's from Bed Bath & Beyond and it has like a little handles on the top and there's two layers it's like so perfect so cute yes I mean I, I do love me some deviled eggs but I just love how Ron is sitting in like the living room just <laughs> <laughs> like alone like not talking to anyone <laughs> I know. Also, they look so beautiful. Did they he do. Make them? They're like piped. The center's exactly. like piped in me. Yes, I noticed that. I noticed yeah. that because I was always like, you didn't just take a spoon and shove it in there. Right. <laughs> if there's going to be one thing that Ron tries to make look pretty, it's his food, though. <laughs> true. You know? True. Yeah. His food and his canoes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, my God. Also, you guys, um, we've talked about this before, Manny, you and I, um, on, I think, on this very podcast, but 8 p.m. is too late for dinner. It's too late. I don't want to go if it starts yeah. at 8. I want to go if it starts at 6 or 6.30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially I'll- dinner at home at 8 yeah. because sometimes Ivan gets home really late from work. But, like, but if count. you're telling me to go somewhere, right? no. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm in my jammies already. And like, if it's a work night, I don't want to. I know. Is that yeah. like a Hollywood thing? Like, let's do dinner at eight. Because I'm like, in real life, is. nobody wants to like leave her house. Yeah, at I eight. think that you're right. I mean, you can stay out mm-hmm. until like ten on a work night if the combo is really good and the drinks are amazing. Mm-hmm. But I agree with Maddie. Like, do we have to go at eight? Like, yeah. even seven thirty is better in my mind. <laughs> yeah, what it is. absolutely. Totally. And then if you're going out to somebody's house at eight, like, you know, it's going to take like 35 minutes, 45 minutes until you get to eat. Yes. So I'd be like, That's I need exactly a snack beforehand. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And then I feel gross going to bed because I ate like an hour or two ago. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, now I'm just going to lay here and let it sit. Right. <laughs> this is great. Right. Yes. Oh. Anyways, and then she invites Tom because he's the most exotic or from the most exotic place. Oh, my God. <laughs> South Carolina? Right. <laughs> like, Save help? it for the party. <laughs> and then Jerry's but not don't invited. Invite Jerry. <laughs> yeah, Jinx. Oh. <laughs> what are you guys oh. talking about? Nothing. Goodbye. See you later. <laughs> Get out. I tried to pause this because right at this moment, there um, Leslie has a bunch of magazines mm-hmm. out. 
And I tried to pause it to see exactly what it was, and I couldn't. I just figured it was probably the catalogs for the rec classes or something. Oh, I was figuring it was home stuff for like what, to, like recipe oh. stuff, like a home and garden magazine or something. Maybe you're right. It, it could be, but you have to remember later. Anne's like, so you're gonna, what are you making? She's like, what? <laughs> like she completely <laughs> right, forgot right, she's gonna make right. food. Yeah, so you're I don't know if right. she planned. <laughs> yeah, that's really know. funny. I tried. There was no good spot to pause it. Yeah. No, you're probably right. You're probably right. Um, or maybe it's a mix of both. Who's to say, honestly? Yeah, it very well could be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there, there were a lot of magazines on that table. So Yeah, it was like six or seven. Yeah. Right. Um, then we have our Kyle moment coming up. So exciting. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Do remember so that Andy Forrest was on the show. So if you haven't listened to that, please go and listen to that because he played Kyle. And we did talk about this very moment that is coming up. Andy's practicing shoe shining on the chair with the polish. And Leslie walks up and uh, she's like, won't that get on people's butts when they sit down? And he's like, no. <laughs> But she's hiring him to be a waiter at the party and it pays. Um, Also, I do like to see um, this little shelf thing every episode because every time I look, I see something new. So I'll tell you what I saw and then you guys tell me if you see and if you saw anything different. But um, Mm -hmm. I did see a little radio thing with like the little antenna sticking out candy bars. Looks like Listerine type situation bottles um shaving cream maybe some advil looking bottles there's a phone on the shelf he has a phone um, like an old style phone not a rotary (laughs) phone but like Mm -hmm. you know just an older phone um and then oh my god i did pause this moment because there is a big old jar like what you would have those big pretzels or cheese puffs yes (laughs) oh my gosh Oh my god, I paused it because I'll have to I don't think I took a picture of it, but you guys go back. I should have clocked it like what time it was, but there's a sign on it. It looks like there's trail mix in it, and there's a sign that says one dollar for a fistful. Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> oh no. I think that's brilliant. <laughs> there's so many things going on in that sentence. Oh my god. It's that's so great. good. And it's like handwritten. Clearly, this was Andy's idea of like being an entrepreneur, being like, mm-hmm. yeah, if you want a fistful, just give me a dollar. I'll give you some. Well, he was like, he went to Costco and was like, okay, I'm going to get this. Right. And then he got back and he was like, how do I make money off of this? I can't give someone the whole freaking thing. Right. Yes. And I also want some myself. <laughs> right. So right. Exactly. Like, I'll, I'll fist uh, it to you. There's also- Hopefully as a napkin and he's not just like... <laughs> Right into your hand. Can't say that that's what's happening, but I would hope so. Too. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also but a picture the... of him wrestling with uh, arm wrestling with someone, and I wanted yeah, to know who I saw he was that arm well. wrestling with. But yeah, I don't know. I, I I that's a good call because the one that I the note I wrote down is it looks like he's hugging someone. Oh, okay. He might. I mean, there might be another picture like that. But there was I like. There was one. Yeah, where there he's were like two of him leaning against the uh, shoe shine stand, and he's like arm wrestling. Okay, I might have just not looked close enough, and he very well could be arm wrestling. It'll come back around. He was hugging, <laughs> but there there's two pictures of him up there. The other one, I I couldn't clearly understand what the picture was of, but yeah. other ones are of Gus. So I, okay. I'm interested to see if over time they all become Andy pictures, right? Start to phase <laughs> it out, you know. I know there's yeah, one picture so. also of him like sitting in the chair, like looking at the camera. 
Um, that one. So yeah. I know there's that one too. But um, so he's asking who's all going to be at this party. And she's like, you know, just normal people. Like, you know, people. And he's like, Mark and Ann and Justin. <laughs> <laughs> His least, three least favorite people. Uh, I know. Hey, I'm Justin. Uh, I got this from the King of Africa when we were walking <laughs> right. on the Berlin Wall together. <laughs> fucking love that line is so that's probably my second favorite oh my <laughs> god so good what instruments do you play justin actually is a pretty sick keyboard. actually is a pretty good keyboard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh i think that's like, so golden way to give credit where credit's due though, i know Andy. true right yeah he can't yeah. deny it and there's yeah. even there's a deleted scene that i'll play for you guys a little bit later where he actually says like uh he's so nice like it makes me hate him so much more of how nice he is you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> um oh man but then leslie's so good to andy i know we really you know, see I, that I, I love her so much for this mm-hmm yeah, and he's yeah. just, there's so much respect from him to her. Mm. You know, he really, really wants her respect, and he just loves, like, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit later, because it, it shows itself a little bit more clearly, too, when right. she's like, I can't, he's like, I can't do anything mean to Justin. I can't, like, fuck this up for her, because she's been such an angel to me. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And such a, like, guiding light. And I think that that's so sweet and, like, so nice. I know. Yeah. I agree, too. Love to see it. Um, but then Kyle finally sits down. Well, he you don't see him sit down. You just turn around and then he's there. And Andy has that line. I noticed um, before you sat down, did you have some type of stain on your ass or something? <laughs> which, which also, because he's already seated, it's like you didn't even watch him sit down. Right, exactly. Dude. And But Kyle's like, I mean, uh, did I? Uh. <laughs> and his... No, you're good, and like look right, to camera. Right. It's so good. <laughs> it's so perfect. Uh, oh, I love it so much. Um, now we're at Leslie's house. Do you guys have anything to say yeah. before then? I don't think no. so. You I, guys I, said all of my notes too that I thought were really funny. I think it, what I caught off guard when Anne and Leslie were meeting, meeting beforehand. Um, she was like, "Come over at two to help me get ready," and I'm like, "Isn't the party at like seven or eight? Like." Why do you need that much time to get ready? And then I remembered her house. Yes. <laughs> and you walk in. And I don't know. It, did they do this on purpose? That it's such a opposite of what you would expect Leslie's house to yeah. look like. <laughs> yeah. Know, I thought like, about that too. It's crazy. Because, I mean, automatically, if you didn't watch this episode, right, you imagine Leslie's house to have binders upon binders upon right, binders yeah. of stuff. And everything organized, everything having a place. Yes. Mm-hmm. But this is like the part of Leslie that I feel like, because this is this is like my mom and I have this issue as well. We do a lot of organizing together because we push uh-huh. each other. Because it's like that moment when Anne picks up the newspaper and she's like, you know, like, what, like, why do you still have this? Yeah. If like this newspaper from November of 1986, and Leslie was able to immediately say why she <laughs> right, had it, yeah. right? Because of something on the newspaper. Right, right, right. But she just has a hard time letting go of memories or anything that could be useful to her later or something that holds any memory for her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like, I have the same issue when my mom and I go through stuff. Like, she's like, but you wore those socks when you were four. I'm like, but like. (laughs) Right. I know. (laughs) Totally. But yeah, so I definitely see that where Leslie is like, her work life is so put together. She's so put together uh, and organized and everything, but her house is so clearly in shambles. And it's very interesting to see that kind of character development of her. Um, But it's weird because I feel like 
You would think that they would kind of bring her house back, maybe, but they don't at all. I was going to ask you that because I was pretty sure we don't see her house again, but I didn't want to be wrong. Right? Are you? Is, I don't think so. I've me? never. Yeah, okay. I've yeah. never seen it. I think they only go back to Anne's house. But um, um, Andy and point, April's. I feel like a lot of the right. character development yeah. happens at their house now. Weirdly, there's less shit everywhere in Andy and April's house. <laughs> there's this like trash. <laughs> it's trashed. It's not cluttered. It's trash right yeah but you know i was thinking about this as i was watching it and i was like leslie is all about the extremes right so her house was either gonna be very 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 clean or very 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 messy yeah uh, there well, was i, I mean, don't think there was gonna be any in between when like, does any leslie have organized. time to clean her house never that's true she's too. never Fair. sleeping she's Fair always point. at work she's 100 percent like just giving all of her time to like her friends and work and that's where mm-hmm. she is you know and like that so her house is like no one's yeah. ever corner my house like that's yeah, she my claims place she has a system i mean it's <laughs> messy and cluttered but she can still sleep there <laughs> yeah. so but that's she's true. always eating and at she jj she's never she at home like she's running around so <laughs> yeah i mean i feel like hiring this lady to organize her house was like maybe we should have done that a while ago <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. She really should have. Yeah, been. Right. you need either time um, or money to solve of, that. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. But so this newspaper that you mentioned, Manny, from November 1986, Brooklyn, um, that was a year um, before you were born. So I just thought that that should be yeah. mentioned. Super cute. And also, um, Brooklyn uh, has her birthday this month, too. A little Scorpio moment. So everyone, <laughs> I'll be posting about that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but anyways, um, I think that's also a sign. Not only was Dan Gore the writer, but we mentioned November in this episode. So I think that it's just uh, it's a sign. Universe. Anyways. <laughs> okay. But back to this newspaper. Okay. It was about the first rumblings of Iran Contra, which I thought was worth mentioning slash deep diving because Brooklyn, you're going to know way more than I do. But I did do a brief moment because there was so much that I could learn about this, but obviously not enough for me to go again, like the carnival into a whole thing. But all I know about it is that it was basically a political scandal during the Reagan administration, but I don't really know quite what it was about. It sounds like we sold weapons to Iran, like, or Iran secretly yeah and no one really knew is that correct or somewhere yeah because technically in order to Brooklyn is our um government official so <laughs> not I really just need... oh my gosh there's so much <laughs> about that whole deal oh my gosh um, I bet no, it but... really complex yeah I know it was yeah really crazy because like the arms sales are technically supposed to be approved by Congress but I think the legislative branch and the executive branch, if you remember from government class, <laughs> I think they were at odds and they didn't want to um, approve the sale of the weapons. Um, and it was also like during a big time when everyone was really scared about, um, you know, certain countries falling to Soviet slash communist influences and things like that. And I can't really remember the exact details of um why Reagan was trying to fuel some of that money to the um, um, Contras in Nicaragua. But basically it's like a study in like what not to do because there was a lot of meddling in other countries leaders. Mm. Um, And so we were like, no, we don't. Was this before we had like bad relationships with Iraq slash the Middle East slash Iran? Or have we always had kind of a tumultuous relationship with them? Um, I'd say that we've always had a um, 
a relationship insofar as we want oil, right? Like, I, think, <laughs> I mean, I think that's what's driving a lot of it, right? That's where a lot of the corruption and the partnerships and stuff come from is just being able Got to acquire it. oil because at this time, um, you know, the U.S. was importing a lot of its oil. The Soviet Union was also really big in the Middle East. And so when we were having kind of like in the midst of like the Red Scare, things like that, mm. um, trying to hold back against the tide of communism, um, that was a really big deal. So um, from those perspectives, both like from an energy security perspective and then, you know, and then also having some kind of military presence there to right. push back so, against So basically we were selling like weapons to them, but without having con- congressional approval. Yeah. Yeah. And we, I think that there you was got kind any of, congressional approval. You <laughs> don't have the votes. Ha, 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 <laughs> so sorry. <Okay>. Thank you. <laughs> My brain is doing it on the inside. Government Hamilton comes up and I'm so sorry <laughs> to interrupt. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I know. Okay. Anyway, well, I think that Congress like wanted to stay um, out of it because they didn't want to sell um, arms to um, Iranian terrorists, um, oh. Hezbollah. Okay. Um, and yeah, so they were like against it, but Reagan was like, "No, we need to do this so they can fight back against the Soviets." I believe. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, there was some other like crazy stuff with like deposing like the. Nicaraguan like leader and then like meddling in their own like nation building Mm. and then this guy although other scandal too is this uh senator Oliver North I think there's like a movie about it um Hmm. and I can't remember right now but um anyways he basically lied (laughs) like while he was giving a testimony and he was like no we didn't do that um so it was a really big scandal because there were were like just lying about it Got and, it. Yeah. Yeah. And, I was well, and it's re- funny. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, I was just going to say it's kind of funny because like she doesn't act like that newspaper has really any information at all in it. She just says it's the first rumblings of Iran Contra, meaning that they probably just got mm-hmm. wind of it. And like that probably wasn't even a big deal. Like, at, I mean, I'm sure it was a big deal, but it wasn't like they didn't have all the information like you just said. You know what I mean? <laughs> it wasn't the right. peak. It wasn't the climax. It was of like the situation. it just started, yeah. you know? Right. Yeah. Cause I think there were like little like leaks about it and stuff like that. Um, and then it didn't really fully come to light because, um, I think I was reading like somewhere like his secretary then came, be- came behind all of North and said, yeah, I remember I was like shredding documents and stuff so that we <gasps> would hide it. And it was like, A big um, that's like really bad. And it was really, um, yeah, not a good moment. <laughs> Did he get like any sort of, uh, you know, did he get reprimanded at all? Um, I think so. Yeah, I think that he, gosh, I don't even know what happened to him. I think he had to like serve time or something. Well, but sounds like it. He may have gotten pardoned later on, like however many years later on. Hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, I don't know. I have to, I have to recall more about it. But there was a lot of scandal. <laughs> yeah, there's always scandal. There's always Ugh. scandal. Hence the TV show. And scandal. Right. Exactly. The, uh, Christmas scandal episode. <laughs> yes but okay well thank you for that uh tidbit i need to create some sort of sting for like government moment or something i don't know 
Yes. But anyway, um, so I did want to uh, just pitch back just a little bit. So we see Leslie's house for the first time, uh, and we see a great exterior shot. This is located at 2358 Highland Avenue in Altadena, California, which is a little suburb outside of Los Angeles. Uh, it is like 15-ish minutes, like very close to Pasadena, which would make sense if you were thinking about her living, because Pasadena City Hall is where uh, Pawnee City Hall is shot, so that's um, kind Kind of like a nice little adjacent situation. Not that that really mattered at all. Um, but I also wanted to show you because uh, or show you. Maybe I'll text it to you. But I so I, in the deleted scenes, there was a deleted scene that there's a lot of like scenes in here in Leslie's house, like with things that she has. And it's just hilarious. But the out they show this exterior and there's no snow in the deleted scenes. But in post, they add the snow like in the road and the sidewalk and all that shit. Oh my god! That is added little fakey snow moment, as Angela and Jenna Fisher would say. <laughs> yeah, a little fakey. Nice, but uh, yeah. So if you guys want to drive by that little house, uh, I looked it up on Google Maps, um, and it definitely looks like that is the spot. They do a great shot of or a great job of getting the shot um, so that they can kind of like, you know, you don't really see the houses around it, but it looks like you know a, a cute little side street. So whose house anyways, was that? How do they? How do you do that? Like, yeah, when you film and there? they must have just scouted it. And I don't, I can't say if they filmed inside of the home. Um, so they might mm. not have even needed to. They might have because they've done that with tons of shows where they just True. get an exterior shot uh, and yeah. then shoot somewhere else. But like you know, with um, I just listened to the Office Ladies episode where they talk about Michael's condo in detail, and they literally put the people up in like the people that lived in Michael's condo because they shot inside of that condo. They took the people out of that lived in that house and put them up in a hotel for a week or whatever the hell yeah. long, however they needed to shoot there. Took all their furniture out. Took all their furniture out. Seriously. <laughs> Replaced Damn. it. Took so many pictures being like, here's what it looks like after or before rather so that we can put everything back in its rightful place. I mean, I don't think that's what they did here, but I mean, that's just that's nuts. It's nuts. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's so crazy. Well, it's I really like this house. And I do, I too. I, really like I think it's door. really cute. And um, the fireplace. Also, yeah, with the stained glass. Yeah, yeah the oh, stained I glass. I love that. I think it's really lovely. I also love very that Leslie. she says, uh, welcome to my house for the very first time. <laughs> like she points it out that she's never been yeah, there. And Anne's like, like oh, I yeah, can't believe it. Now I know why I've never been here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, I actually was like, I could see myself having some of this stuff like in her house. Like I was totally. like making, making notes of like what she had in there. And she just had like so many like maps. Of Indiana, yes, and her I giant globe. I wanted that. I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's a nice giant know. portrait of her mom. Oh my god, that was so funny. I love that. Well, and then, so this is funny because um, speaking of all the different little things that she had, there's you know that little uh, there was a bunch of deleted scenes. I didn't record all of them, but um, I wanted to tell you some. So you know that little thing with like the different colored balls, and it looks like at the dentist office when you're like putting like the balls through the little like. There's oh. like it looks kind of like a roller coaster. Yeah, for yeah, 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 yeah. That she has like a sculpture that kind of looks like that or whatever. Um, but huh. <laughs> uh, that thing is in like every shot I feel before they clean and I was like what is the significance of that and there's not really but they I like that they mention it because Leslie <laughs> Leslie moves to the coffee table like with this little thing in her hand and she's like p she removes this like fake like uh, vegetable fruit 
plate thing and she takes that off and then she puts the colored ball thing on like where that was and she's like <laughs> here is it better here <laughs> when like the point of that scene is to think like it doesn't go anywhere get right. it out of here <laughs> And and then there's oh my god there are okay so Anne is going through before the bird houses she t- picks up like this little old timey bowl thing and it has skittles in it like old skittles and she's like can I throw this out and Leslie's like uh and she's like so you'd be fine if I ate one of these right now and Leslie's like no no <laughs> she's like how long have these been here and it's so funny and there's like a bunch of sculpture heads and like weird looking uh like portraits and stuff it's just hilarious so there's a bunch of oh and then she has like three things of fake grapes it's so <laughs> random but i took a picture of it so um i'll send that to you guys too but oh my this gosh, definitely yes, reminds it. me of when we were cleaning mom's garage out because it's a lot. Well, and mom is another person too that was like 100% doing work and taking care of us and doing whatever else with, you know, mm-hmm. taking us to practices and whatever else. And, you know, nobody got time to organize some papers. I know. Well, it really <laughs> reminded me of something that mom would say when Anne was like, Can we get rid of this birdhouse? And Anne's, <laughs> Leslie, or Leslie's like, I think I, well, I might need it or whatever. She, and then Anne's like, How about this one? <laughs> <laughs> and she pulls out another one and Elsa's like, well, if two birds come along. <laughs> I know. Well, that's why I always think it's so funny. Like when I'm watching like Marie Kondo and she like has her kids with her and she's like, tidying up is so much fun and you can involve your whole family. And I was like, okay, this is like a total like 180 for most people. Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you have to do all sorts of stuff to figure out how to make it fun and cleaning up your own stuff is never as fun as going through someone else's. Where is yeah, Marie Kondo's so next like season? I want her to have more things. Well, she had like another thing that she just came out with. It was like four or five episodes where she went to like businesses oh. and um, mm. like she visited a... Um, like a nursery for like little plants and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And she helped kind of them organize and their family come together. And she helps another like coffee lady with a coffee shop. Hmm. Um, Is it yeah, but Netflix? it was only, yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was only a couple of episodes though. Okay. But it was really sweet. Of course I wanted more episodes because yeah. She's awesome. I know. Um, yeah. But well, so Anne says that Leslie needs a team of professionals, basically, because Leslie's like, well, mm-hmm. Andy's coming over later. He can help us with this. And so and <laughs> that Anne's reminds like, Andy, me of Andy. Holly when Holly was like, I think we need to hire somebody to just throw a thing away. <laughs> Literally, that is what I want to do. I'm not even joking you, Maddie, I, especially with the sheds in the back that we have. I'm just like, I don't care. Can we just hire someone to get a freaking bulldozer and just haul all of this away? <laughs> because <laughs> I don't want it. But anyways, no, I, I whatever. Anyways, so Maria Portalsman comes over because Leslie gets this idea um, that she Which I over. love that name, Portalsman. Me too. I, don't know. I think it's a great <laughs> name. But she is, fr- she teaches a class called Organize Your Life from the Rec Center. And mm-hmm. so, um, so Leslie has this idea um, and I think that it's really cute because she keeps winking. She just winks and winks and winks and winks at her when she finally comes over. Um, her name is uh, Bonita Fredericksy, I want to say is how you pronounce her name. I'm- That's how I would do it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't figure. I was trying when I was writing her That's name down. I was name. Like, oh. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's, it's really pretty. cute. She's been <laughs> in a bunch of shows, and the most thing she's been in has been Chuck, where she plays General Diane uh, Beckman. Mm-hmm. And I've watched Love Chuck show before, so um, but I don't actually remember her being in it, but that's just because I haven't watched it enough. Do you remember her, Maddie? Because you've watched it more than oh, I yeah. have. I love her. And I, well, I love the whole series so much. Chuck is amazing. Okay. But yeah, if you, I mean, she's not in every episode, but she does come in frequently. Um, and I think there's like season two or season three where she's there a little bit more than okay. usual. Cool. Yeah. Um, but awesome. she plays it in a bunch of things. Like she's been in Monk, the new Gilmore Girls, like the reinvigorated one, Rizzoli and Isles, a lot more stuff. But it's just funny because so she comes over and she's kind of bribing Leslie into potentially keeping her class once this task is done by not charging her. She, <laughs> Leslie's like, how much do I owe you? And she's like, oh, no, no charge. I just hope you'll keep me in mind when you're making a decision. And that's when she keeps <laughs> winking. Um, and I think it's really funny, too, because... Um, well, I messaged her, by the way, as I always do. And she did email me back. Um, she said that she'd be happy to get me a message. But obviously that hasn't happened yet. So maybe that'll be in a recap. But she seemed very nice and very receptive to talking to us. So Bonita, I hope that she gets back to us. So anyways, that's yeah, Maria Portal. That'd be awesome. I know. Yeah, she was awesome. Well, um, and then I also um, was like, I could teach this class too. So yeah, I was also you thinking could. about volunteering. So. You really could. You're really good at it because you also, I think you're like Marie Kondo where you have that balance of like, you don't have to throw it away if you really want it. Like that's not what Marie Kondo teaches, you know, just like put it in a place where you can actually use it or at least see it. Right. You know, like clear tubs are a freaking game changer. You know? I know. <laughs> like that, you right? think it's, yeah. it's so simple. <laughs> <laughs> it's so simple. <laughs> oh my God. It's so true. But um, I did look at what was in the background of her house when we walked in for Move On. <gasps> okay. And she has like 12 phone books stacked up. No. And she also has like, those um chemistry models you know we can do like the um, molecules oh, and cool. stuff in the background like, were there little beakers and stuff no it's like little beads it's like a red bead and a gray bead with like a little line connecting them oh and I you can build what, out i think that's what the cloth mo- the that's what I, not cloth that's what I, I think that's what i was talking about like the the like the little bu- buttons or balls or whatever the colored balls Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about like one of those things at the dentist where it's like a wire and then you like. Well, it kind of looks like that, but that no, I meant what you're talking about. Oh, you are. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where she like that's what she moves and like on her atom, right? Yeah, yeah. You can like build out like showing the protons and the electrons and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and you can like map out like how they bond with each other. Okay. And things like that. Like you can map out like carbon dioxide and like what that looks like in each of the carbon molecules are like a little black which like why does she have that right that's (laughs) the thing that's in like every shot as they're there like organizing and she was like putting it on the table being like oh okay gotcha i'm with (laughs) you now good here (laughs) and you're like why i almost bought one of those actually (laughs) 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 where Why? <laughs> I'm dying. Because that is so funny. <laughs> oh man. Oh my god. Well, at work we are looking at like energy security and climate security. Okay. And we look at a lot of hydrocarbons, which are just leaks of carbon molecules. Okay. And what does that even mean? You're making what does it sense. Look like? 
Yes, you're making sense. So I was like, oh, maybe I could buy this and make like a hydrocarbon thing and it could be like our branch mascot or something. Oh my God, that is <laughs> But amazing. I didn't, but they do sell them and they're not that expensive. But there's a couple people that, like professors who do this in their spare time and they make them. So yeah. I was like, oh, that's cute. That, she has. that is hilarious. Oh my God. That's good. As if we didn't we think you were Leslie enough. <laughs> yeah. What were you saying, Maddie? So funny. I'm glad we found out what it was. Yeah, me too. I was trying to picture it, and now I can see it fully. <laughs> okay, yes. now we don't so I did not explain it well. Brooklyn. Oh my gosh. No, no, that's okay. You explained it really, really well. But now that I know exactly what it <laughs> oh, okay. is, I'm like, oh, okay. You're like, oh, I, I got with the whole, yeah, I got you. But like now it's like, because I've seen the, that in my, in like science class. Yes. Right. 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 Exactly. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. What else oh did gosh. you see, Brooklyn? Um, I also saw some snowshoes. They no were, way! They were by the fireplace on the left-hand side, and I recognized <laughs> them because I like snowshoeing. Yeah, and Leslie has also- not show- snowshoed a day in her life. I bet. Well, there was snow outside in post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe she, she walked wore, to her car in them. She wore them to the mailbox. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and I also saw a metal detector wand. You know, like at the airport. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh-huh. That's that was crazy. the weirdest thing. I was like, why do you How'd have How'd you get that? that? Oh, my God. I don't know. Amazon? <laughs> it reminds me, like, when you're saying all these things, it really reminds me of those I Spy books. Yes, mm-hmm. I know. That's how I felt when I was looking at this. I saw, like, a trombone, something about Pawnee crime statistics. Like, oh, I map. saw the trombone, too. You did? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was like, are you playing that? Um, and then I also saw another poster. <laughs> it's like, The Bridges of Indiana. Oh my god. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then so many like butterflies that were like pins and like preserved. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait, where were they? Because they're hanging in the wall when they cl- like by the time guests are over. Yes, they are. Yeah, that's where I saw them. Yeah, like in the um in the dining room when we yeah. got there. So this okay. was like later on, but Okay. <laughs> I was okay. like I making a list of all the uh interesting things I saw. Yeah, super random. <laughs> But just like also massive maps, just like over everything. Yes. <laughs> so I had fun looking for things <laughs> in there. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I definitely did not uh, catch the snowshoes or the metal detector. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it was like I spy. Maybe that's why I was really into it. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the stuff I would love to talk to Alex about how they figured out what kinds of shit they wanted to have. Ooh, in that yeah, because we love those books. Yeah. I love and it really, those little I mean, things. her whole house really just reminds me of a prop uh, place at the theater. Like when you go into the prop <laughs> yeah. department, you know, backstage, right. the prop closet. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. that's what they did. They would just like Literally, scatter everything like, in here. Pick, 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 pick. <laughs> oh, my God. That'd be great. I love her relaxed attire that she's in. Me, too. I love this her, look like, little on her. flannel thing with her hair up. I like it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, it's two p.m. Like, does she just take off work? That's what I think happened. Yeah. That's hilarious and good for her, I guess. Question She's got to prepare for Justin. Yeah, it doesn't seem like. I mean, I guess it shows us how important this is to her because it's it's not a very Leslie thing to do to take time off work for right. a dude, right? But yeah, I think that we'll learn in later seasons or episodes that she does this more as we go along but it's never that she like is skirting work because she always comes back and gives like 100 percent more than yeah what she's she working like 100 to, hours so she, she takes like a break to do something else right <laughs> during right. the day she's going back and spending the night at work exactly. anyways <laughs> right 
Well, back at the office, Tom wants April to shake his hand to test how soft his hands are <laughs> um, and if he exfoliated them too much. Um, and also, she's wearing this like little cloth blazer thing. It's, it looks really cute and professional. And I didn't know if that was on purpose or what, but because now that she's like the intern or whatever the hell. So I thought that was really cute. Oh, that is cute. Look at April but, growing up. Yeah. And so Tom really wants to impress Justin, as we know, but she says that his hand feels like raw chicken, which is gross. And then he says yeah, he needs nasty. to refoliate, which never have heard of that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> One of my uh, favorite lines is from Tom. And I don't know if it's like right here or towards the end of this scene, but um, he's talking about how Pawnee is really behind in the times. Mm, mm-hmm. And he says, I don't have the heart to tell them what happens to Kurt Cobain in 1994. <laughs> yes, I know. Yes. I love yeah, that. Like I wrote that line now home too. Nirvana. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Ugh, awful. Oh, my gosh. I liked that line, too. I was, like, it was just like, what? <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. Well, so then Anne asks her, uh, this is when she asks Leslie, so what are you cooking tonight? And Leslie's like, what? And she, uh, five courses. <laughs> she then Anne's like a what? Of what? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so this is when she in, uh, invites Tanya, uh, aka Sue's Salad Lady, to come over and cook all the courses. And she's like, I, I really love this part when she says, "I love when she says um, cooking is Im- is important these days." You know, and Leslie's like, "Is it?" Is it? And she, and <laughs> She's like, is it? As she leaves really fast. <laughs> She's like, I don't care what you have to say. Just cook the food. Just make the food. Yes, I wrote that make the party, too. Phyllis. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this table looks really nice with the plates and the glasses and everything. Andy's setting Ish. it up. Uh, Leslie, Andy's like, is this right? And Leslie's like, I don't know. I, I mean, it looks right, you know. Um, but I do, like you said, Maddie, I really love this relationship kind of showing itself again between Leslie and Andy. Um, Andy, like, just really respects her. Um, and then Mark is the first to arrive, and it's super awkward because he's like, oh, my gosh, it looks so much different than the last time I was here. And uh, and then when Andy, was Mark here? Yeah, when was Mark here? <laughs> Sex. <laughs> Andy, no context. Oh, I mean, I guess there's Andy. context for us, but he just says sex. Uh, yeah. Also, I know Brooklyn, you'll probably understand this. And I know, Maddie, you watch Scrubs as well. But I don't know um, if you know it enough for what I'm about to say. But technically, um, Anne and Leslie are Bajingo sisters. As uh, Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. As Elliot says. <laughs> oh, my Elliot. gosh. I know. That was like the weirdest, like, not love triangle, but like the four yeah. of them staying there. And you're just like, oh, no. <laughs> I know. So weird. But for the audience, if you don't watch Scrubs, basically two gals who have slept with the same guy are Bajingo sisters, and two guys who have slept with the same girl are Wiener Cuz. (laughs) (laughs) He's my Wiener Cuz. Scrubs is no thanks. Ridiculous. But I like her um, cute purple satin uh, dress. I think it looks really cute. I like her hair. She really looks really um, done up and well, you know adjusted to the evening if you will um, no sewn in bow no bow on the sweater yeah no, no, no. bow mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um but this is where i was getting really excited brooklyn because mark says that um he said some because he was like saying he went swimming at the y and justin responded by saying he went snorkeling with whale sharks i know in madagascar and i wrote he did that in mexico <laughs> yeah we snorkeled with the whale sharks it was so really cool. amazing. 
But I do think <laughs> it's really wild that A, he talked about that after he said he went swim. Uh, <laughs> Mark went swimming at the Y. <laughs> I know. That that definitely tells me like, oh, he's a one-upper. Like you were talking yeah, about. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How do you make that leap? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. B, like, you could have just talked about anything else or you didn't have to say Madagascar right. like, I don't know there's just a lot that you could have like a lot of ways you could have right responded. exactly but, well it, there could have been follow-up questions totally. like oh Mark were you a swimmer or were you just there you know yeah. like to know about somebody else rather than like in insisting that we're talking about all of your, of your escapades right. Right, right right exactly so that part so I can true. see about like being a little pretentious like everything else kind of came up naturally but this was just like you this, those stories don't match. But I love Mark's tone in this where he's like that was after I said I sometimes go <laughs> swimming at the Y. <laughs> and I yeah. feel like talking to Mark he's the kind of guy like if you run out of conversation you're just kind of like staring at each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. What do we talk about? So totally. I'm picturing <laughs> Justin being like well, swimming. <laughs> right. Absolutely. <laughs> but he just like went like to a 200%. You're Absolutely. just like, okay, tone it down. friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love his like his deadpan because when he adds those little inflections in there. Yeah. It makes it that much funnier. Mm-hmm. I know. More, more funny. So true. Yes, I totally agree. I agree. I know. I wanted to look up, but um, I ran out of time. I was going to look up and see if the whale sharks actually like migrate by Madagascar. I know. I, I thought don't about that know too. if they do. Because there's only certain well, places that you can see them when they travel around. For, right. Like, I thought it was only in the year. Caribbean. They do. Um, they are in Thailand and Indonesia. Oh, you're right. But I don't know if they go by Madagascar. I mean, I guess they have to like go south along. They have like, whale. Okay. Oh, yeah. I just Googled around it too. the small island of Nozi B in Northwest Madagascar. <gasps> Globally important hotspot for large marine species, including manta rays, sea turtles, humpback whales. Um, so yeah, they have been seen They're there. pretty. They're so beautiful. So beautiful. We love oh the my whale gosh. sharks. Oh my gosh, it was so beautiful. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. I know. Well, anyway, um, so moving on now, there was some bloodbath of sorts that happened with Mayor Gunderson's dog that Mark and Ron are talking about. But Leslie says save up their stories until Justin gets there. And I love this tactic because this is sometimes what I do where Leslie says, um, you know, she smiles as she's like insulting like, oh, my God, what part of not talking do you not understand? <laughs> do you not understand. Like, <laughs> please have a good time and shut your mouth. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> And I, love I so do that, much. too. So I just love that. I love that line so much. Yeah. <laughs> I have that one written, too. <laughs> and the list of things that she's asked for in this world. She's like, I haven't asked for that much in this world to build a park from scratch, to one day be president, to solve a murder on a train, and now this dinner party. Like, I don't think that that's too much to ask. <laughs> so extravagant. <laughs> I think she does that again, too. I think she has a little spiel like that. I haven't asked for much. Right. I know. <laughs> in a different episode. In her world. She too, hasn't so. asked for much to solve a murder yeah. on a train, though. How specific? That's so uh, funny. I mean, it is very specific. I mean, is there someone who doesn't want to do that? I mean, yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, Andy's so bitter. He doesn't even look at Justin as he takes his coat. Um, he's just trying to be like the perfect, uh, you know, waiter man and not talk to him really. Um, mm-hmm. cause he knows if he like talks to him too long, he's probably going to be like mad. Um, but it's really funny cause she needs to stop like overhyping this party. She's like, oh my God, this is going to be the best party ever. She's just so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> April has <laughs> the swine flu. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love it so much. 
Well, and I also really liked when, before she like opened the door, she does like a hair swoop, even mm-hmm. though like her hair like isn't, it's it already can't back move. There. <laughs> yes, I noticed that. Oh my God. It's like already on her back and she like tries to move it. Oh, it's all mm-hmm. about the gesture. It's just the gesture. <laughs> yeah, so funny. <laughs> but this is the cute part too that comes up next where April goes to talk to Andy because Andy's like hanging out in the coat room situation and she says that she wants to put chewed up gum in his pockets and Andy's super professional again kind of showing that relationship with Leslie saying like I can't do that and then April says well I can do it and then <laughs> he like shakes his head but nods yes kind of thing. That's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Um, I noticed sorry, it's very dimly lit in her in the mm-hmm. house. That's yeah, true. I don't know if that was just to make it feel more like chill. Yeah, right. Like or I just lighting. was noticing that that the lighting was pretty dim. Yeah, right. it seems really dim in the uh, living room, but not so much in the dining room. So I think you're right that it's like mm. a little bit more of a mood lighting situation. Yeah, yeah, you're right because the kitchen is brighter too. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, but yeah. I did notice that as well that it was like really dark. Right. <laughs> I mean, it like is after eight p.m. Also. So. That's true. <laughs> Turn up the, the dial on Listen. the lights. <laughs> oh my God. Um, now Justin's talking to Tom about India. And Tom oh, has. Well, there's literally- one line, I think, before that where oh, yeah. Andy, I think he's in the room or something talking to April, mm-hmm. where he says that he thinks like Justin was like hiking Mount Everest in Cambodia, which made me laugh because Mount Everest <laughs> is not, not in, in Cambodia. Cambodia. <laughs> <laughs> Like, not even close, really. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, for at least Andy's lines, I feel like it's just, like, random places Absolutely. and random country and just, like... <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, earlier when he was talking about Africa and the Berlin Wall. <laughs> like, nowhere near each other. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he had geography. No. <laughs> or if he did, he didn't pass it. Yeah. So or maybe he remembers, like, Justin talking about those random-ass places and he just put them all together somehow. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's true, too. <sighs> I we love this where, where he's like, oh, um, you're from India, right? The south part. <laughs> yeah. Is this true? The southern part is the best part of anything. I mean, debatable. <laughs> it's debatable. Maybe Which we can beaches. debate it if needed. <laughs> well, the south part of Arizona is Tucson. And no offense to anybody that's listening that's from Tucson. It's not my favorite part of Arizona. Well, there you go. There you have it. There you have it. <laughs> it's not. I, I also had a really shitty experience going down there. So mm. I'm probably tainted a little bit in that sense. But yeah. 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 Well. No. It is what it is, and I don't say, um, you know, Florida's and te- like is the, mo- the and Texas, I guess, are the most like southern parts of America, and I'm not saying that they're the best thing ever either. Although the southern hashtag Florida man, right? <laughs> yes, um, I know. Which Shout yeah, out. has that show come out yet? There's a show. Oh yeah, there's a show called Florida Man. Jason Bateman's producing it. I auditioned for it, oh. shooting in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm so excited. I know. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Anyways, um, but the southern part, like the southernmost tip or whatever, uh, like in, I think it's, what is it, in Key West or something like this? It mm-hmm. is actually really beautiful. I guess that counts. Yeah. And <laughs> everybody loves SoCal. Nobody talks about SoCal. NorCal. <laughs> NorCal. Yeah. Anyways, um, so Justin's talking to Tom about India. Tom has literally no idea about anything in India. Um, also, there is a picture behind Tom of Joe Biden. I don't know if anyone else caught that. I didn't see that. Maddie, did you see <laughs> yeah. it? That's yeah. So funny. It's Leslie's just little 
infatuation that bleeds into every part of her life. I love it. But Justin asks about the Kinnaman Mosque and um, I Googled it and I couldn't find. So when Kinnaman Mosque comes up, it actually takes you to a different uh, mosque name called the Kazimar Big Mosque, which is in the Madurai city of Tamil Nadu, which he does say that. He says, have you been to the Kinnaman Mosque in Tamil Nadu? Um, But I don't know why he calls the mosque a different thing. Like I looked up all different parts of it and I couldn't find out what was going on. But um, Mm -hmm. like I Googled that mosque and Parks and Rec came up. You know, so they might have changed the name of it or something. But um, but anyway, so the Kazimar Big Mosque is, I think, what they're really referencing because it's on Kazimar Street, which is the name of it. Um, and the king, uh, the king of India at the time or whatever had, uh, like, at the time of it being built or whatnot, had, like, a con like a Kahneman kind of sound in his name. So I don't know if that was like any sort of Mm-mm. correlation, but, uh, but anyway, yeah. so I looked it up and I listened to it again and I was almost wondering if maybe it like sounded like that. And he was maybe saying like Hanuman weird, mm. like um, because um, Hanuman is this monkey King in the Ramayana, which is like this like origin story of the world. <gasps> in um in south um in southeast asia and like in southeast asia and thailand it's like the ramakian but it's like a really similar story it's like a hindu like legend so when i listened to it again and when i was like looking that area i wonder i was like do you say like hanuman like but really weird Tamil Nadu, the area mm-hmm. yeah oh, it's okay. that yeah in like the state of um chennai or oh my god we like have so that. many effing questions for alex <laughs> I know. Seriously. I I don't know if he would know. We need to ask Dan Gore if he wrote all these things. But I know. Right. I wanted to go to Chennai because I've heard like it's kind of like a cool place to go in India, but we never Mm. made it there. So, yeah. Mm. Well, that's really interesting. I didn't know about that origin story. So that's really Yeah. I listened to it again and I was like, what? Because I could not find that anything that sounded like kind of kind of me in or whatever the heck he said right <laughs> I, like, I don't know what this is yeah i don't know so i was like maybe was he saying Hannah? like i don't know it's, it kind of sounds like go back and listen to it again let me know okay. what you think okay i will mm. yeah. um but yeah. tom says that his uncle practically owns the place and then he has to wikipedia literally everything about india which i think was hilarious because i was using wikipedia to research this very episode so <laughs> yeah. i have my favorite line here too before he goes back to um google everything yes. Um, he's when he asks about the mosque, he says, I've prayed there. It's sick. <laughs> <laughs> totally prayed there. It's that's sick. such a good line. Maddie. I think that's my favorite line. <laughs> that's like, amazing. He's just like, I don't know. What, I don't know what to say. I'm, I've never been there. <laughs> what did he say? The last time he went, he, was, he went to anyone who was eight or something. He was like, yeah, I don't, right. I don't know. <laughs> this is before I feel like he knew the word trill because he, he, I love a good trill Tom moment when Tom says, quite possibly trillist. In the area, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like it to that. like a club or something. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> like, it's exactly. Sick. It's sick. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. Oh, I love now, that. Now, whose laptop is this? I don't know. He's I thought about that too. On- he must have found it in Leslie's like room or something. That is really yeah. random, though. Why does he have a laptop? Well, and like I, my here's my thought process. I don't think I've ever owned a laptop that didn't have a password on it. So did he either right. a guess her password or b say, "Hey Leslie, I need to borrow your laptop while I go to the bathroom." Right, exactly, <laughs> which could have happened also. Could have happened. Yeah. 
He doesn't have a lot of shame when it comes to Leslie because yeah. he's heard about her, uh, her man pillow and <laughs> cake yeah. bucket of cake. So you crack man pillow. <laughs> yep, he, she know he knows too much now. <laughs> yeah. Well, so Ron says he's having the best old fashioned and wonders where Leslie found him. The bartender meaning, and the bartender was like, "Well, I could teach you how to make it." Uh, because he's also a Parks and Rec uh, teacher uh, who teaches bartending, I suppose. Um, this guy's name is Fred Cross. He has been in numerous things, including Will and Grace, Fresh Off the Boat, Arrested Development. Uh, it seems like everyone on this episode has been in Curb Your Enthusiasm. I was finding yeah. that from a lot of the guest stars in this uh, episode in particular. But um, yeah, he was really cool, too. And if you'll notice, um, he was also in the background getting drinks ready as Tanya is making the appetizers at the beginning of the episode, too. Mm. So, Oh, okay. But um, yeah, and then uh, it's so funny. I have this deleted scene because Ron has a deleted scene where he it's a talking head where he's in the same place that Leslie was when she says like the things that she's wished for in this world. And he's talking about like what his ideal night would be. Um, And I actually, you know what? I wonder if I recorded it. Well, um, he has this deleted scene where he says his ideal his ideal night is to go out to his back porch area, fire up a grill to cook something's flesh, and then put, he puts on a highlight reel of the WNBA. Oh my! <laughs> but then oh, he has man. this deleted scene where I think he talks about his house. So let me let me play this for you real fast. My house has no walkway, no porch light, no welcome mat. And no visible front door. It is virtually impossible to get into my house. I keep the address unlisted. I change the house number every six weeks. And the mailman is instructed to leave the mail in a small plastic box hanging from my fence by a metal chain. Most of the house is a wood shop. And the rest is space for meat curing. There's also, oh, I know. So there's this other deleted scene that I'm definitely going to send to you because I think that this was kind of like worth, I just wish they would have kept it. Like, first of all, April makes this awful drink concoction that she tells Andy to take to Justin, but then he doesn't want it because she already has a drink. So Anne drinks it and it's like so awful. And she's like, she's like, nobody drink that. But um, it's this really cute scene of Justin being sweet. I'm going to play it for you guys. Uh, nobody no, no, no. drink that. No, nobody drink that. You still got that band going? Have you guys heard his band Mouse Rat? It is so good. Yeah. Oh my God, that is disgusting. Do not drink this wine. You know what? I got a buddy that works at a big record label in Indianapolis. If you give me a CD, I'm going to pass it along. Fine. I accept. That dude is so nice. It makes it very hard to hate his guts, which only makes me hate his guts even more. <laughs> oh, that is really funny. Isn't it so I know. (laughs) But... I also really love this um, scene of or this line of when Anne comes up behind Leslie and she's like, Anne, get over here. <laughs> she's already standing right next to her. Yeah, <laughs> it made that. me laugh out loud. <laughs> oh my gosh. I and love then that. Um, we have Mark's talking head when he says that yes. the story that he just told wasn't about him, but he couldn't tell the story because this kid's mouth melted. Okay. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> Which again, I love this uh, tone and inflection that he has, but just a reminder that this story was about an invisible flame burning his face, but the flames were invisible because of the chemical that was in it. And I looked this up 
And there is what's called an ethanol fire, which is where it's smokeless and super dangerous because it is invisible technically to the naked eye. And ethanol is a type of alcohol, and it's actually found in the alcohol that we drink. Um, but mm-hmm. there's an ethanol fuel, which is a gasoline fuel, obviously. And there's a foam to extinguish it. Um, but a lot of fire departments don't actually have access to it or like enough of it. So it's super dangerous. And I guess that like technically could be a real story. Yeah, yeah. Because no one could could see, and like he can't say anything. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's really crazy. Anyways, so then we learned that Leslie invited Wendy, which is soups awk, and I do not think that was a smart move. But she's not thinking logically or personally. She's totally thinking selfishly and like competitively. And that Wendy is a surgeon from Canada who probably has interesting stories or whatever. So like. mm, and then she also invites, you know, April's boyfriends. And a reminder uh, also that Blake Lee is Derek and Josh Duvendeck plays Ben. I messaged them both again because, you know, YOLO. Um, but I wanted to share with you this other deleted scene of why Wendy is late. Because I feel like it's it, it just explains a lot, I think. I, I thought 8.30. Did I get it wrong? No, no. All that matters is you're here. Uh, who knows what happened? I know what happened. I told them to come at 8.30. It's very important that you stagger your interesting guests. And what's more interesting than a pediatric surgeon? Oh, wait, I know. A couple of gay guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know why they were late, but I had a sneaking suspicion that it might have been <laughs> so that she could, like, pepper her in as another, like, guest. Right. Yes. And I think it's really interesting, too, because... Um, I don't know. I just thought it reminded me of of the bowling thing where he's like, how'd you know that I watch ice truckers or that I love wings or whatever? And she's like, I knew. (laughs) 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 But anyways, okay. so this first course is a Mexican bean soup. And we learn of these super uh, spicy peppers that I don't even understand why the peppers are really even around if they're supposed to be too hot or whatever. But then Ron eats a pepper and warns Tom not to. But Tom sings that thing. This is how you eat it. Which, by the way, I always thought was Will Smith. But the song is This is How We Do It by Montel Jordan. And I'm so sorry to Montel Jordan about that. Because we danced to that in like majorettes and stuff. And I totally thought it was Will Smith. Um, (laughs) Big deal. But then Tom has to run off because he ate the pepper. And so they're probably supposed to be just like decoration. Like you're not supposed to actually like eat them. You know, like people put like, well, I guess a pickled jalapeno is different, but you know, you can put like a jalapenos out on the table and it looks festive, but you're not going to like, you know, straight up bite into raw jalapeno and eat all the seeds maybe. Right. But Ron's like, yeah, I can do this. Yeah. I'm super manly. Yeah. What a man. Right. Uh, Justin is yawning. So Leslie tells Justin about the whole April Derek Ben threesome situation. <laughs> and she's like, you basically, April's like, talk about that. And she's like, nothing else to tell. It all. Yeah. Who else is gay? <laughs> I, really liked- <laughs> I really liked the April's response. That yeah, Maddie I know. Highlighted. <laughs> Tom sucks down this comforter as he's in the like coat room or whatever room he's in. He's like sucking on a comforter and Leslie tries to like take the comforter out of his mouth and he's like. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Also, I do have a story where I ate a very hot pepper and I wish Brett was here to explain it, but it was another thing where I'd eaten peppers on the plate that looked like it and I like spicy things. So I bit into this pepper 
And let me tell you, I like blacked out. I like no. not even speak. I was with um some with Brett and another one of our friends, and they were just like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" And I couldn't even talk to them. I just like could not even move. Where like, was my- it? <laughs> I feel like I sound like Justin. <laughs> 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 Say it. it anyway. It's okay. We've all been overseas. It was in Myanmar when we went there. And it was <laughs> That's so funny. You are Justin. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really good. The food was amazing. We're like sitting outside and um the food was delicious, but I bit into this pepper and I like could not speak <laughs> for like 25 minutes and they just kept on eating i was like just keep on eating because they were just like staring at me and i just couldn't do anything <laughs> except oh for it. my god and brett still tells that story he's like that was really crazy <laughs> how long did, were you like blacked out for like what did you do to or did you already say this and i wasn't listening like what would you do to get it to stop stinging I just was like just trying to drink water, but like all you can do is just like wait. Like water doesn't help; it just swishes the spiciness around in your mouth, anyways. And oh I was like, "My God!" Yeah. I was trying to like Biggest eat thing. rice. Like, mm, mm. no, yeah, rice is good. Yeah. Biggest thing you don't want to do is carbonated drinks because then it feels <sighs> yes. like pop rock spicy pop. Oh, no, that does not sound pleasant. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to do like milk or something cream based. Can yeah, I? to like neutralize. Helps. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't have any milk or cream-based things. And I couldn't yeah, communicate that. Tough, <laughs> <laughs> that is so oh, scary. Yeah. Cause you're just like trying to wait, like you said. Oh my gosh. No, that had never yeah. happened to me and it's never happened to me since. Um, because yeah, that was too mm, much. It was really crazy. But I identified with um <laughs> in this moment. I was like, oh my God, and I feel for him. But uh, then I was like <laughs> kind of mad at um What's her face? Wendy. Um, Wendy. Yeah, because she was like, "There's a real colon," and I was uh, like, yeah. "Rude." I know. <laughs> don't up, say girl. that in front like, of no. everyone. That's so embarrassing. And I hate yeah. that Ron says like, "Hey, little buddy." And then Wendy, yeah, yeah definitely makes it worse Ooh. by saying the whole like he has a frail mm-hmm. colon situation. Get out of my face, Wendy. <laughs> right and Wendy are also sitting super, super close. Yes. Yeah. Did you notice Hate that they're close? It. Their chairs are so much closer than everyone else. It's nope. so true, Maddie. Yeah, I was just like, what is going on with this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, to make it like better or whatever, Justin tells the story of a hot thing that he put in his mouth in southern Brazil. And Leslie gets all excited and says, oh, this That's sounds That's what she good. said. That is what she said. <laughs> yes. Um, but I just love that she like doesn't even know what's going on. Um, she's just yeah. like, yeah, this sounds good. Uh, And then apparently, like, he gets cut off, but he says something about a little bit of a scorpion poison. Poison. Oh, my God. What'd you get? A Brooklyn sign, because Brooklyn is a Scorpio. Just saying. Whatever. Not a big deal. Well, I wrote in my notes that Brett has eaten a scorpion. (gasps) Oh, my God. That's (laughs) right in Japan. It was in Thailand. They sell them on the street oh, in China, in too. Okay. Well, yeah. either way, in Asia. Yeah. <gasps> How yeah, did he I say didn't... that it sounded like, or that it felt like? He Brett! Said, <laughs> Brett. Um, he said that it was, like, just really crunchy, like a crunchy bacon. And it, like, got all, like, in his teeth and stuff. Ew! <laughs> they, like, it's because they're, them. like, charbroiled or something, yeah. like, right over the fire. Yes. But was it stingy? Yeah. Or spicy? No, they don't put, they don't, they like cut off the sting or something. They just like uh, put it on like a little stick, like a skewer and roast it to pieces. Oh my. <laughs> they do the same thing in, in China um, with scorpions and then seahorses. <gasps> and then um, 
cr- like some sort of bug. It looked like a cricket. Yeah. I've eaten the cricket. I haven't eaten anything else because okay. I was like, I'm not putting a seahorse in my mouth. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't do that. Yeah, I've eaten no. in um, Cambodia. They had tarantulas that they also did like oh. that and they like marinate them. And I tried it. It wasn't terrible. But I wouldn't eat it again. But oh my yeah. god, <laughs> I think the only like thing that comes close to something like that, not spicy wise, but just different eating wise, is um, like the octopus that we had in Greece that was oh like gosh, you could see yeah. the suckers, it was gross. <gasps> Ooh, and I felt oh really gosh. bad because, like, a couple years after I learned how awesome they are, and then I, I know, like, oh, like how smart they are. I know, mm-hmm. I know, it's really hard. I know that would be really hard to eat a seahorse, too. I know it's so funny (laughs) one of my friends like is on that trip was super dramatic and he was starting to tell me this story of like oh my god one time I heard about when someone ate an octopus uh and I finished his sentence as kind of a joke I was like oh and they died because the sucker like sucked his lung out or whatever and he was like yes and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> no. no way. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my gosh. No. But, no, but I did not eat the scorpion. I was like, that's a little too far for me. So Yeah. Oh my god. It has a very distinct smell though, where you were there when Brett ate it. Yeah. Just that whole area where they sell them. Yes. Right. It just has a very distinct mm. smell. Yes. It's in this part. Well, I mean, they're all over, but it's this part of Thailand that does have a very distinct smell. It's like this Khaosan Road area where it's like super cheap and like there's just super cheap beer and like places like packed in all together. Everybody's walking around. All the backpackers go there. Um, so yeah, we mm. all went and there was lots of um drinking involved and then <laughs> they were like, We should try the scorpions and I was like Sounds about right. You guys can have at it. <laughs> right. I think the spiciest thing I ever had was in Thailand, Brooklyn, with you. Remember that one time that I, it was like that papaya salad or whatever the fuck. Oh, and yeah, that stuff it is so hot. It was oh all, I like, and I was like, no, I'm okay. And then I turned away and I like had some water and I was like, <laughs> dying. I don't know what they put in it. It's it was like, like those bird's eye chilies. Yeah. Oh, what was it? Bird's eye chili, you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, because, like, the thing that's nice about it, I felt, was that it was, like, a nice... If I was more accustomed to it, I could tell it would be a nice flavor. Because, like, the mango mixed with the spicy actually is kind of cool. But I was like, I can't handle this with my weak-ass American palate. (laughs) You know, it reminded me of... um what episode is it where Leslie's like, no, thank you. <laughs> like, oh, I know what you're talking about. No, thank you. I don't know what that was. I can't, yeah, I can't place the exact scene. Oh, my God. I always hilarious. think of that. I'm just like, nope. No, thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, so they're interrupted about this scorpion situation by a belly dancer because yes. we saw when Tom was like sucking on the comforter that Leslie went to go um, well like the reason Leslie was talking to Tom was like oh my god what do I do about the party situation right. and then he's no help so she we see him we see her calling someone and she evidently called this belly dancer to come in so um, she's all I wonder who that could be <laughs> right exactly <laughs> but Justin is still yawning and uh, but it's really interesting because I could not find for the life of me I could not find who this belly dancer was and I remember I tried to Google this a long time ago because I worked at a belly dancing studio in LA. That's right. The I was not a teacher, obviously. I was like the receptionist and 
helper. Um, but like the classes were amazing. I loved them so much. It was it's called LA Belly Dance Academy. If it's still around, you should one thousand percent go take a class there. It's so perfect and lovely for like confidence, but also fitness, and it's just so fun. Um, it looks and, really like, hard. Really gets you in touch with your body. <laughs> I love it. But anyway, uh, I was like for a brief second, I was like, oh, this lady like kind of looks like the owner of it, but like with dark hair. I wonder if it's her. And I don't think it was the more I looked at her, but um, but like I just I couldn't find this lady's name. But that's so crazy. Maybe she want to be listed I'm on really credits. I'm really sad about it. You said what? Maybe she didn't want to be listed on the credits, or I don't know, or maybe she's just like you know doesn't have an IMDb. Oh, I, maybe yeah. I don't know, yeah. but um, or no one has found her to like create one for her because you know you can do that right. kind of thing. But yeah, but. Needless to say, I do have some exciting news because there's this whole montage of rec teachers. There's a fencing person, which was played by Tim, Tim Wesk. He didn't have any deleted scenes. Okay. Um, but there is a caricaturist that is drawing Ron, if you notice her, for a brief, brief, brief second. Um, and then there's an origami teacher. And the one that I found is the caricaturist, and her name is Jennifer Hasty, And she was also apparently the receptionist in Koi Pond on The Office. Um, oh, nice. So I need to go back and watch that because she does. Um, so spoiler, not really, but she messaged me back and she was super <gasps> wonderful Yay. and nice. And I have some things to intersperse throughout the last remaining minutes of the episode. But um, first of all, she's been in a lot of other shows like Mike and Molly and a lot of other single cam stuff. But she has a deleted scene that got cut. And you guys know how I feel about the deleted scenes when an actor gets cut mm-hmm. that didn't get their fair shot of being exposed. She was super, yeah. super nice, as they all are. She was like, look, I know how this business works. And I also know single cam like. I'll let her explain it to you. Hey guys, this is Jen Hasty. I played Dolores, the sketch artist who worked for Parks and Rec in the episode of Leslie's House, which I believe is in season two, but I don't remember. But I do remember is that it was early enough in the show that Amy Poehler at one point and sitting next to her in the makeup trailer said, if this show takes off, I'm going to buy everybody presents. And so kind of funny that, of course, the show blew up into the stratosphere. Um, my audition for the show was great because I walked into the casting office and it's Dorian Frankel, who it didn't even occur to me that we were taking a songwriting class together. So I come in and she looks at me, hey, <laughs> she's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> she knew I was coming in, but she didn't know it was me from the class. It was really fun. And she's a lovely person and it was a good audition. Um The initial breakdown of the character, I believe, was that she was kind of bohemian, um, down-to-earth type person. So Amy Poehler was in a a, uh, songwriting class? No, her and uh, Dorian Frankel, the casting director, were. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. It's so crazy. And I love that she said Leslie was like, I'm going to buy everyone presents at the show (laughs) taste. I know. It didn't sound like she did. (laughs) But that's really (laughs) funny that that was like even a thought in her mind. So in character. <laughs> I know. So in character. But yeah. yeah, I thought that was really interesting that she like saw um, Dorian, the casting director, and like they knew each other from a That's whole so other crazy. different reason. That's so, so crazy. Yeah. That's wild. But anyway, so um, then I just texted you guys um, because the next thing really fast that I wanted to, I feel like I'm leading like a class or something, but the guy <laughs> with um, the class of coping with terminal illness comes and he has a deleted scene because word got out that teachers were coming around to yeah. Leslie's house. Um, well, and that's so, why Quicken Man came over, right? 
Exactly, which we'll talk about as well. Um, but go ahead and listen to the deleted scene that I emailed you guys uh, or texted you guys called Beginner Magic. Uh, is this where we bribe the parks lady to keep our jobs? I thought you taught coping with terminal illness. And beginner magic. <sighs> oh, no. <laughs> really funny <laughs> so he's actually dressed like in his little cape and like hat and everything and he had and he's ready i do feel like i'm kind of glad that they cut it because i feel like his line was way too explicit being like is this where we bribe the parks lady you know what i mean yeah right um, right but anyway, so then Andy comes over to talk to April and Derek and Ben, and he says, finally, some entertainment. Um, and he's complaining about Justin, and then they all say that he's actually great. Like, what are you talking about? And April actually, like, says that, too. And it really hurts Andy's feelings, so he stops serving her wine and says that he could lose I his know. liquor license. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines as well, especially after we just went through, the, like, the licensing process for the restaurant. Oh, my God. Like, That's... That's such an inaccurate statement. Absolutely. Yeah, because this is not a certified or any twi- type of institution. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but oh um, I'm sure the bi- bartender is licensed. Oh, yeah. The bartender probably is. Yeah. Um, oh, because you can have a different license if you're a bartender vice, like the liquor license for your entire restaurant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so for like events, you can be hired as a bartender because you have a licensure. And then I think, I don't know if it's true in every state, but I know in some states you have to have a licensure to actually be a bartender at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Oh, not every. And maybe it is a state thing, but not every mm-hmm. restaurant requires you to have a license. A lot of people like to right. use that as like, they're licensed, so they know what they're doing kind of thing. But you don't have to be licensed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought um, it was just like a bureaucratic thing where you have to like fill out a bunch of paperwork and like pay for stuff and be like yes a bar fight happens or something like weird (laughs) i don't know (laughs) that's valid it could be maybe it seems like it takes a long time though maddie you might know more about that i don't know about the 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 liquor license for the restaurant takes a long time oh yeah yeah but i don't know about the bartender one yeah well if you're a bartender out there that has a license then let us know (laughs) yeah because we don't we don't i don't have a license and i served like Three beers right. and four mar- margaritas today. Right. Yeah, because so. like the store is liquor license or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Gotcha. Is it expensive? The liquor license? Yeah. Um, I think the one we did wasn't super expensive, a couple grand. Okay. Um, but it's it's expensive to like the eye of someone who, right. you know, we're, we just pay for personal products, right? But yeah. after working Make in a restaurant back, and helping run a restaurant for so long it that's not actually that much money yeah are there different Um, levels you could choose from uh, yeah there are different like packages so like a bar that liquor license i believe is going to be more money because you're not selling food and like we have to do a 60 40 ratio Hmm. like 60 percent food 40 percent liquor and so that like that makes it different as well Hmm. um and then there's some sort of lottery in some states where they don't they won't give out more than a certain number of liquor license licenses so you basically have to buy it from someone (gasps) whose restaurant is going out of business or whatever or people will put their name into a lottery for it and they pay like ten thousand dollars to get into the lottery it's it's insane wow i don't know why that's (laughs) it's a process i don't know everything that's crazy oh my gosh wow that's such a tangent but yeah no i'm just really curious there's a like um 
a taco place that just opened down the street from us and we really love them. Um, but we keep saying like, this would be so good with the beer, but they've been open for like a month now and they like just now got their liquor license and we're like, can you please get some beer in here? Well, if it makes you feel any better, we've been open for four years and we just got our liquor license <laughs> yeah. literally on our four year anniversary. So um, it took us and it's an a little investment. bit more time. Okay. <laughs> See, that's why I figured it sounded very bureaucratic, which Leslie's very familiar with. Mm-hmm. And that it costs a lot of money, which fits yeah. into the budget for the state and local governments. So. There you go. We're tied we it, it back together. Tied it back. <laughs> Well, does anyone have anything else to say about anything before we get to Barney, the accounting guy? Um, My God. No. Well, I do. Yes. I meant to say yes. I do. Okay. But it's just one thing. Because I was going to say the only time I've gotten a caricature is with Holly at, was it King's Dominion? At King's Dominion. I totally remember that. We still have it. Oh, my God. Yes. King's Dominion is this amusement park in Virginia. Yeah, you can get them at amusement parks and carnivals and stuff. But it was great. I loved it. I remember we waited for a girl because we didn't, not that we knew anybody, but we saw this other guy drawing a picture and we were like, he's not very good. Mm -hmm. I want the other girl. It's a real skill. I got to say that. (laughs) And that was where I first learned uh, that one side of my lip is higher than the other because obviously with caricatures, they like really over exaggerate it. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh my God, they're right. Don't even notice that. That's so crazy. You can totally notice it if you're looking for it. You know what I mean? Like once you see that, you're like. I just know you have like your like little dimple here. My little mole thing. Yeah. 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 Got some moles. So sweet. Have you ever gotten a character ready? I don't think so. Oh my gosh. It was so. One day I should. Yeah, I know. You really should. You and I should get one. Oh yeah, that would be fun. We've seen that people do it at their weddings. They're that's like, thing. that's part of that's the entertainment. What? Oh, like instead yep. of a photo booth, you just get yep. yeah. your artist. Yeah. Well, you never it's know. Cool, right? You could hire one from your local parks. And yep. There's a part yeah. in Friends where Monica said that she had one at like one of her 14 or like her some like a very young birthday party. And Rachel's like, you know, I made out with somebody because your party was so boring. And Monica's like, we had a caricaturist. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And I always draw parallels between Monica and Leslie, so I think that's really funny. Okay, yeah, okay, really okay. Funny. Let's get back on track, okay, you guys. Okay, we got okay, Barney. We, he's yeah, with. He's the accounting guy. This is the first time mm-hmm. we see him. He always, always, whatever he does, plays kind of a creepy guy. But in this one, he just plays kind of like a boring guy. But he, because he's in yeah. Friends as a creepy dude that wants to like get with Ross. He's in Scrubs who plays like a creepy um neighbor to uh where when JD wants to move but he's been in a bunch of other stuff and he was also yes what are you trying to place him from friends or scrubs I don't know both yeah he's 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 in a bunch of tv shows he is such a character actor his name is John Balma by the way um but he was also just in Grace and Frankie with um which you know Alex Hardcastle also worked on so I don't think they worked on the same episode but um yeah anyway I definitely fall for like character actors like if they change like something about like their hair or their eyes or their clothes I'm just like I don't know who you are but you Holly and Maddie you probably are too you sound like you are but the you guys and Brett are like so good at it. Brett will be like, "Oh yeah, that's so and so." Yeah, and then I'd be like, "Man, I know that guy from somewhere. What is he in?" That's why <laughs> I feel like IMDb is my most favorite app. 
Oh my gosh. No, Brett is just like, he just has it in his head. Mm-hmm. He's like, just, just wait, just stare at just him a little it, bit longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, wow, that's amazing that he's in those things, but I probably yeah. didn't recognize him. So. Well, he was well, a San Francisco theater. At, what? Go ahead. I was just going to I like the consistency, right? They'd bring him here to be this accountant oh, guy. Yeah. And then seasons later, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, we're going to make him Ben's boss. And it keeps with that small town situation, right? Because yes. it would have been easy to just hire another guy to be, be his so boss. so yeah. true. Oh, my gosh. Well, and so it's so, true. I mean, this is like the start of so many, uh, like, recurring characters I yeah mm, like you're yeah. really building so this town even more yeah. you know so it's really I love lovely. this character <laughs> I do too he's so cute but any well all his puns I, yeah, oh my God, so many puns so cute um but so the same he was a San Francisco theater actor right but he um that's like kind of where he started but one of his like claim to fame is that everyone loves him for slash it sounds like he really loves it too because it's his imdb picture was that he was in um an episode of star trek enterprise um his main imdb pick is of him doing his little star trek moment oh my god uh, like nice. hand signal he and april eden need to chat. exactly i know we need to have them on uh but yeah we need to have them on together but Super fun, but super boring. Uh, and this is when <laughs> this is when um, Leslie has her moment where she's like, "Oh my god, Justin, no! Like, oh, is it fun?" And then he, like, you turn over and he's asleep, and it's really sad Aww. because everyone's yeah. leaving. And that's also, I really debated. I I probably won't decide until later, but I can't decide if the Leslie line that I talked about earlier was my favorite line or this Ron line that comes up where he's yes, because oh, so <laughs> I really feel this way all of the time when I'm at parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, I'm heading home so as not to have to be here anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is Holly. This is why I feel like we got along so well together when we lived together, because that is so my mantra as well. Every time we're invited to a party or something, I'm like, how long do we have to stay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. And with you, it was like, there were times where it was like, you know what? We just don't need to hang out tonight because we're feeling tired and we need our alone yep. time. And it was never like you were like, bashing on the other person it was just a mutual respect for not wanting to be around people (laughs) yeah well and what's weird is that i didn't know that about myself until like very recently like literally i think Mm. it was two years ago maybe before covid or during covid when i was at a party and um like the main part of the party i think was kind of over and people weren't really filtering out at all i think we were there to watch a show maybe and like the show was over and obviously people hang out after the show and everything um and i started hugging people and it's so funny our friend molly was like oh, holly's always the first to leave and really <laughs> I never and she wasn't saying it meanly I didn't take it meanly at all but it was just like the first time that I heard it out loud and I was like oh (laughs) and then I was like oh I don't I don't mean to like you know be rude or anything and both Molly and uh, the people there uh Sean totally agreed he was like I just always figure you have stuff you want to do like and I was like oh my god I had no idea that like other people thought that oh my gosh well I bet you get to parties on time though too I do I do get to parties on time Mm -hmm. and I also have I'm an I'm a closeted introvert and there comes a time when I shut down where like I can't be Mm -hmm. around people anymore like it just drains me too much and and sometimes I'm not even joking. It sounds a little psychotic, but I'm sure I have people that agree with me where sometimes I'm like people are in the living room and I'm in the kitchen like 
I'm with people, but I'm apart from them. And that yeah. really mm-hmm. helps me. Like if I need to take a little bit of a stimulus break. Stimulus? Yeah. yeah. Do you know? Yeah. yeah. Is that the right stimulus? word? Yeah. Stimuli. Yeah. Stimulus. Yeah. Um, I think, and that's so accurate because I, I love that term closeted introvert mm-hmm. because I feel like probably more so you than me. Mm-hmm. But when I tell people I'm an introvert, they're like, no, you're not. You talk to be, you talk to people and you can have lively conversations. I'm like, you don't know that's me. That's not the same. That <laughs> right. wears the shit out of me. Like I want to go home after a 10 minute conversation with some people. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I love that term closeted mm-hmm. introvert. I'm using I it. I know. Absolutely well, that's, I, I think that there's probably like most people are that way when they need recharge time. Yeah. But, but I know so many people, including our mom, who gets her energy from being around people. She has to mm-hmm. be around people. Yeah. True. Uh, and I'm not like, I'm not saying that I don't love being around people because that is needed for everybody. Sure. But she like, she has to be around people um, to get her she energy She gets her fuel back. from exactly. it. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. not. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But we all learn to be extroverted because that's what you know i mean that's what you associate with being like oh she's really talkative she's friendly she's outgoing Mm -hmm. like those are all like generally really positive words that you associate with that yeah whereas like introverts oh they're quiet and weird and Mm -hmm. kind of you know oh they're stuck up and she's like no maybe they're just tired yeah (laughs) Yeah, exactly (laughs) like like, i'm really glad that also like hanger is a um a word we use now because like you know everybody gets tired and hungry okay like it's just a thing it's true well, so Ron is leaving and he says that, you know, he whispers to Leslie, like, I need I come to my office first thing tomorrow kind of thing. And then everybody's mm-hmm. like, OK. And then yeah. Mark and But Anne also leave. really quick, yeah. I would go to Barney's class. Oh, I'm not yeah. Lie to you. Brooklyn, 100 percent. You would. Yes. Like, Brooklyn I would is take our that financial consultant as well. Like I've never used Quicken because I think you have to pay for it. So I'm like really like a Google Sheets, like yeah. free, free person. But I yeah. know a lot of people that use it. But Google Sheets, bitch. I would listen in. I would yes. pay $10 to go to that Well, class. and there's so much you can do with Excel as well. <laughs> yeah. But wait, um, is it Quicken or, or is it Quicket? QuickBooks. QuickBooks. That's what it is. Because Quicken is Quicken Loans. Yeah. And then there's QuickBooks. Oh, I see. QuickBooks is the accounting software. Yes. Clever marketing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, my God. You would totally take this class. You would ace it and you would be like, you could be an accountant for sure. Or like some sort of financial planner situation. I am an accountant admirer. (laughs) No, you do well. You do really well. My half of my loans wouldn't be in the positions they are if it wasn't for you probably. So because you helped me figure out what I need to pay. (laughs) But anyways, I just feel bad that Barney's presentation. What is it? 1130 at this point? Like, okay. (laughs) He's like, I have another 45 minutes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Nobody wants to listen to this right now, okay? Like, oh Barney, love you, man, but no, it's too late for this. No. Like, right. this is a t- 9 a.m. class. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, anyways, you were talking, we're going back to this, the hearing now with Ron. Yes. So the next morning, Leslie's in a, in this disciplinary hear, uh, hearing. This guy here was also in um, Boys Club when she has the beer on premises, and they call for a disciplinary mm-hmm. hearing as well. His name is Stuart Skelton. He's been in so many things. Also Monk, which is hilarious um, because a lot of these people were in Monk. Uh, Criminal Minds. He was in Drake and Josh, which I think is funny. Dexter, Veep, 911. A lot of movies as well. Um, that movie oh, I think I recognize him from Veep. Uh, yeah. Uh, he also has a face that looks very similar to a lot of other faces, if I'm being completely honest, which I'm so sorry oh, if that so is an insult because I, I don't mean it to be an insult <laughs> at all. But I totally thought that he was this one dude who played on Friends. Um, yeah. 
but uh, no, he was great though in his own right. He was wonderful. Mm. Um, and actually, while we've been talking, he just emailed me his voice memo. Oh my gosh! Hey. <laughs> Hey, it's Stuart Skelton here talking about my time on Parks and Recreation. I was on two episodes. I was in uh, Boys Club in season one, and I guess it was season two, Leslie's House. I believe that was uh, the episode I was in. Um, I I don't remember the how I don't remember the audition for the uh, for the first one. I just don't remember it. Um, and of course, for the second one, they just brought me back to do the same character, so uh, that worked out. Um, I remember that, um, going into that first episode, I wanted to play it very seriously, very, like, he really took his job seriously and played it very straight because I knew that Amy would be, as Leslie, be doing the very same thing. She would be playing it very seriously. She took it very, the character took it seriously and so did Amy. So that's how I played that. And, uh, I went into the second episode the same way. Um, in that first episode in Boys Club, we shot it on location, and there wasn't a whole lot of improv going on. I, uh, I guess that's because they were just getting into their groove. Uh, in that second episode, Leslie House, we did that on, uh, on a soundstage. They had recreated everything. And we did do a couple of takes where it was, you know, have at it, do whatever you want, improv. And... I am not that good at improv. <laughs> I, 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 I was in over my head with that. Uh, and uh, I was, I'm, I'm glad they didn't use any of the improvs that I came up with because uh, they just weren't that good. But uh, it, was, it was great working with, with Amy and Ron and with Justin. And um, Amy, I don't remember that much about interaction with, uh, with Ron um, I'm sorry with with uh, with Nick with Nick or or Justin but with Amy she was she was so sweet and so friendly and and she was she was Leslie uh, and it was great working with her I really enjoyed the show I enjoy watching the show and um, I know you sometimes talk about the, uh, a crossover between Parks and Rec and the office. And believe it or not, I was in an episode of The Office. All you will see, though, is my elbow, because the episode I shot was supposed to be a pilot uh, for a spinoff called The Farm, and they, said they decided not to do that. So, um, I hope I gave you something that uh, helps you out. If you have any questions, I'd be happy to answer questions. But um, that's my basic remembrance um, for Parks and Recreation. Thank you. Thank you, Stuart, for sending that. Yeah, this is awesome. We had a lot of people step up for us. This oh, my episode. gosh. I know. Emailed every last person. <laughs> Good job, Holly. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so Stuart Skelton, thank you so much for being in there. Um, and then this lady that's with him, that's next to him writing on the legal pad, she's not listed from what I saw. So hmm. I don't know who that lady is. If she's listening or if someone knows her, please tell me because I'd be happy to talk mm. to her um mm. but tom's in there and he's super pissed because she invited <laughs> wendy and leslie apologizes and then she has this runner of compliments slash kind of sort of insults that she says i put a beautiful man in front of an adorable man child i put a big white stallion in front of a little brown pony uncalled for <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh my god <sighs> But then um, 
Ron comes in and he wants to be a hostile witness asking I questions. I love Ron questions. too. But I, he didn't do that in the first one, which is why I was kind of confused by it. Did he? I don't think he did. I don't think so. But, well, anyway, then um, Dolores, actually, the caricaturist, this is where her deleted scene would have gone. So, um, if you will turn your attention (laughs) to (laughs) your texts that are labeled Dolores, this is where she's being questioned, and she says that Leslie told her to make caricatures of every guest, um, and you'll kind of hear what happened, so... I was asked to show up at her house immediately, and when I got there, I was told to do caricatures of all her guests. All right. Did you do one of Ms. Nope? Yes, she gave me very specific instructions. I'm going to keep this one for evidence. Dolores, there was a guest at the party named Justin. Could you please show us the drawing you did of him? Just what are you getting at, Ms. Nope? I don't know. No further questions. It's so good. And I want to know who who did those drawings. I should have asked her that. Like, how did she, like, do that? It's <laughs> just so sleepy. Look at these That's great. Sheep. I know. He's, like, oh, jumping wow. over sheep. And, or he has sheep in his head. <laughs> That's beautiful. I know. And then her picture. Look at Leslie's so- cheekbones. Oh, my gosh. That's I know. She got the contour. Right. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Those listening, if you're still listening at this point, I will post these like on our on our main feed, not just the story. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But okay. so uh, I emailed you guys. If you didn't get it, then we can move on. But I emailed you guys a second clip of Jen talking. Because I had already been on several single cam shows at that point, I knew that a lot of shows overwrite their material. And so there was a possibility that I wasn't going to really be in much of it. Even though I had shot maybe a whole other day, maybe two, I can't remember. Um, It was cut out. But it was really fun to do this court scene that didn't make it into the show with Amy. And (laughs) we, um, we did fun runs, which is just improvising it. And it was great to talk about child rearing because we have children very close in age. And so we were comparing notes on that. And everybody was just lovely. And Nick Offerman famously is just so kind. And when I was in the makeup trailer, that's usually when you do meet who you're going to be on set with that day. And they come in and, you know, he comes in and he shakes my hand and he's, he asks me my name. And it's just really kind because that's actually, if you're a guest star, it doesn't always go down like that. So people don't, you when their regulars don't always go out of their way to be kind to you like that. And he was that way. And Amy was that way. And I can't remember anybody else not being fully respectful and kind and wonderful. And it was a big shoot because the bulk of it was at her house, obviously Leslie's house. And it was a big dinner scene. And I believe the entire cast was there and she was trying to impress her new boyfriend. If I'm correct, (laughs) I'm just like trying to jog my memory. I remember uh, and sorry having to eat that pepper over and over again and yell and singing, um, this is how we do it. And it went on <laughs> to do it again and again and again and bite that pepper. And so it was, it was really funny to watch. And it, t- it was a big scene. It was a lot going on and uh, a lot of moving parts and then moving into the living room. And so I remember the shoot went pretty late, 
we were there until the wee hours of the morning where you're just standing around crafty having Twizzlers. Um, it was a lot, but it was really fun. I remember I, the director was named Hardcastle was his last name. And he and I ended up working together many, many times more. So it was really a nice introduction to working with someone that was a familiar face every day on set. And so that was lovely. I just remember as a cast, they looked like they really enjoyed each other's company. They really made each other laugh. You know, that's not always the case. And when a cast really clicks the way that they did, it's really special and it's really rare and it's sort of lightning in a bottle. It was a real honor to be on that show. And they're wonderful people. And I'm glad to be down in some uh, TV history with all of them. Okay. So then April comes up to Andy uh, in the middle of this questioning, like, we're changing scenes here. She asks for a shine, and Andy says, no, we're closed because of betrayment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. betrayment. That's my second favorite line, I think. It's so good. But then she becomes unbetrayed um, mm-hmm. because she pulls out all the wrappers that she put in Justin's coat pockets. So Love she it. loves Andy so much. I think she would have done really it regardless, does. but she really loves him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she does. <laughs> and then Justin comes to the hearing. And it's so funny because I was definitely like, even though I've seen this before and knew it was like happening and everything, I was like, why did they allow him to come to the hearing or like even be questioned? He's not a part of the parks <laughs> department like at right. all. Like what? Um, and so Leslie asks him to describe the evening. And he says that there was no abuse of power from what he could tell. And she asks him to define pleasant and remember that you're under oath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Leslie. But yeah, so he explains that he had a case that he had to stay up for super late because she's like, but you fell asleep. Like, if it was an amazing night, why would you have fallen asleep? And that's why he fell asleep because, um, you know, he had a case that he had to prep for, but he said he had an awesome time and it was nothing to do with the rec teachers. And she's so pleased with herself. Like, her little smile. She really is. She's so proud. It's so cute. <laughs> Um, there are so many good like scenes where she's like giving like a little like ethics hearing or something. Yes. Especially like later on in other episodes. Like, so I really like that we've started this here. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause the first ethics thing was, um, with April the beer, drinking. The wine. Yes. Yes. April was drinking on, um, on government property. And, but yes. it wasn't even the government property thing mostly. It was mostly because of um, the minor. she was underage, you know? Yeah. So that was a big deal. Yeah. But this one um, is a little different. So, yeah, I do like that this comes back. Um, yeah. Why did I Why did I do a deep dive on Kabuki Theater? Did they talk about Kabuki Theater? Oh, I think Justin does say something about Kabuki Theater at one point. Yeah, I think Justin said something about, mm-hmm. like, Oh, 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 after the hearing. Okay, it's coming back to me. I'm so sorry. Um, it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> okay, so after they're talking, Anne and Leslie are talking, and he's, she's like, I'm going to go see him because uh, we're going to go see a Kabuki Theater th- Festival. After okay. the- This is after the hearing. And I looked up uh, just a brief, brief, brief little moment. <laughs> Kabuki Theater is a form of classical theater in Japan. I don't know how to pronounce this, but I'm going to say Okuni's. Kabuki was the first dramatic entertainment of any importance that was designed for the tastes of the common people, quote unquote, in Japan. Um, And there was like sensuous dances. And um, it actually said that 
it's I don't know it's this whole thing where basically um, there was a lot of like prostitution of the actors and it proved to be really disruptive for the government so like so in 1629 they banned women from performing in the Kabuki theater mm. so men have to now play the women's characters because again quote unquote as all you know we've talked about women's rights and things it's not the woman's uh, or it's not the man's fault it's always the woman's fault Mm-mm. for being disruptive right yeah so yeah. in some shows women are still banned to this day um but there wow. are some shows that uh you know that do have women but for the most part it's been 400 years come on I guys know. I know. it's been some time Damn. i knew that women weren't allowed to be in kabuki but i didn't know why but that makes sense. Yeah, there's like a lot of sensuous dancing and um, then it turned into like a prostitution thing. Yeah, I mean, well, I will say we did go to see a kabuki show when we were in Tokyo and mm. it's really crazy because the tickets are really expensive. It's like going to see like a fancy opera mm. and um, they have these tickets where you can stand. It's like standing room only in the back, but it's all in Japanese and you have this, you can rent. It's like a... um like a closed captioning of like what's happening on the stage. Mm. And it's really crazy. So you can like hear it and read it like on the screen as they're doing it. It's really crazy. Um, But it's like, I don't know if it's like really, it didn't seem very sensuous to me. It just seemed Mm. like it was like lots of drama. I mean, yeah, there was like, you know, some love story stuff happening, but I feel like, I don't know, it's a little over the top. I don't know. Oh, yeah. But it's I like, no it's idea. really. I bet they weren't even sensually dancing. It was just like their belly showed or something stupid. Yeah. It's <laughs> I don't very, know. It's very different. Like, it's not, it's um, very like sing songy. Mm. Um, and they do like face painting and they look like, uh, like really dolled up almost. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was like a geisha kind know. of thing. Um, kind of, but like it's not, more. Like, I feel like geishas are more like classy or something. And right? This yeah, is this a was like gesture kind of. Yeah, yeah, more like gaudy and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I think I don't even know what to compare it to. But no, I um, understand. I've seen pictures and stuff too. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want to go see. I don't think this is Kabuki, but I would like to see that one thing that like travels around. It's like a dance. Um, I never know what it's Shen Yun. Yeah, that. I want to see that. Yeah, that's been around forever. I know. I always see posters and I'm always like, what am I going to go see that? But I haven't seen a poster <laughs> in a long time. So next time I'll do it. I, I straight up because I think the original troupe, they, they are from Beijing. They're from China, but they're I think they start in, in Beijing or oh. Hong Kong, maybe one of those. And travel two. around. Because um, those are the big like entertainment hubs in like over there. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say China because I, I know that. Hong Kong doesn't consider themselves ah, part of it. China. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, I, my whole life living over there, I was like, oh, this show is like never ending. I thought it was only going to be on for a couple months. <laughs> and then I came back to the States and I was like, oh my it's gosh, here. they come here? It's here. I didn't know they were traveling this whole fucking time. Yeah. I thought they were just hanging out in China. Right. <laughs> I'm so dumb. Oh my gosh. No, yeah, yeah they, when they're not in so China, cool. they're touring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they go to all the big theaters. Well, Anyways, so Very that's cool. what Kabuki Theater is. Um, then we find out that they're not taking any further action because she called the meeting herself, evidently. And she did, in fact, pay the $1,000 to restore all the classes, um, mm-hmm. which is totally a thing uh, that she mm-hmm. would do. Clap-de-clap-clap. Yeah. 
Very Leslie of her. Totally. Yes, very Leslie. <laughs> this line is so dumb and so funny and perfect when Anne's like, why did you call this meeting if you paid for it yourself and like you knew what, what yeah. what's going on? She's <laughs> like, are you kidding me? It's every girl's dream to ask a dude how their date went under penalty of perjury. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Okay. Man. Not my dream, but maybe, maybe one day there will be, you know, because, you know, I, I can see what she's saying. She's being dramatic. Again, it's extremes, but it's more so just being like, they can't lie. And sometimes they would lie. So they can't right. lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Exactly. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> Also, is this space where they're talking kind of weird? Like, I know we've seen it before and we'll see it again, but it's like this little break room area that's like in the middle of the hallway. I feel like it's weird. There's like a microwave and a little kitchenette. And this is where when Tammy, too, comes uh, and they find out that Leslie wants to run for city council, Ron, like, pulls her chair back and swirls her around. And I'm always just like, this is in the middle of a hallway and there's a door out to the courtyard. It's very strange. But maybe that's maybe I just haven't been in enough city halls. Yeah, you know, I noticed that too, actually. Yeah, that's like a different room that we don't see very often. Yeah. Well, huh. anyways, there's an official document that says her dinner party kicked ass. And yes. <laughs> now I'm at the tag. If anyone has anything to say before that, I just, uh, I'm, I like that Justin is kind of stepping up and giving a little bit positivity in Tom's life, especially yeah. after I, I think he was right. well aware of. Not necessarily the humiliation, but like the discomfort Tom had at the dinner party. Yeah. And, you know, he's being a stand up dude and, yeah, kind kind of coming to Tom's rescue without doing it in front of everybody, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And it seems very random and very well planned if it was planned because Leslie is not there to be like, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, yeah, I did tell him kind of thing. Because Justin comes back, just a friendly reminder in the tag and says to Tom, like, hey, you need to ask Wendy out. Like, tell her how you feel. And uh, Tom's like, did Leslie tell you? And he's like, no, didn't have to. She didn't have to. Like, you just need Mm -hmm. to do it. And (laughs) I love his line. It's so cute. I'm not gay, but you're the most incredible man I've ever met. Doesn't sound gay at all. It's not gay at all. (laughs) (laughs) It's so cute. I love it. Well, like he's giving um Tom false hope for Wendy. I don't think so. I mean, I don't know if it was even about that. I think it was more of just like, hey, do what your heart tells you to do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Take the leap. You know? But I I see what you're saying. Like if he did do that thinking that she say yes like you know that might be something but it, the way he phrased it didn't sound like hey if you ask her she's gonna say yes like just do yeah. it you know it was more of like just follow your heart bro I know I was like Justin you don't even live here full time you don't even know the <laughs> drama that happens between Wendy and Tom okay You're so right. I just don't well, think this is very well thought out advice but that exactly. was me it did come off as very positive I was just curious what you guys take was on it no so. I actually fully understand <laughs> and, and agree to a certain extent with you because I do feel like there's that part of me that's also like, okay, Justin, that's cute, but do you get it? Like, do you get it? <laughs> we go here. She doesn't even go here. But yeah, I think it was definitely more about the positivity than anything else. Yeah, it was also, really sweet. Though. After she said the frail colon thing, and after she went on a date uh, the day of their divorce, I'm kind of like, Tom, go ahead, move on. Go ahead, yeah. be gone. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, right? <laughs> it's okay. I mean, Wendy's cute. She's hot. She's smart. All that. But I'm like, mm, we don't need it. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely not. So. You well, like you guys, after nearly three hours, we are finished <laughs> <laughs> with Leslie's house. <laughs> like I said, this will be so fun to edit. Can't wait. Live it up. 
Can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> Thank you to all of the amazing, wonderful guest stars who uh, turned up and turned out for us. We really, really appreciate that. Um, I hope to hear from everyone about any questions that you might have for Alex Hardcastle, which also thank you to him as well. Um, but that'll be following this episode. So that, that'll be really cool, actually, the way that that kind of fell into place because mm-hmm. uh, I didn't really anticipate doing that like one right after the other um but that's gonna be great and then we got to talk it kind of all worked out i mean obviously we're going in order so of course it would but if you know if they message back right but like we got kyle and we already talked about that so super fun super great um and i really appreciate everybody listening thank you brooklyn for being on Yes, we love it Thank when you're you here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, cute baby. Now he's holding her baby doll. Baby pup. He's hungry. Yeah. <laughs> he keeps coming up to me and like, Mom, I feed know. me. Baby was doing that too. Oh, he literally looks like he's having a little moment on the mic. <laughs> he does. Look, he's got a little Halloween tie. <gasps> no, so oh. cute. Okay. (laughs) Well, you guys, thank you so much for listening. If you've listened so far, very much appreciated. I am bowing my hands to you. Um, If you haven't rated or reviewed it yet, please do that. We love seeing the rates and reviews and we love hearing the feedback. Um, So let us know and we will see you next time. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. Bye. Bye. There's a park and some pals and there's also therapy too.